Hi, Michael. Hello. Hi, Michael. We're on. Yay. Dude, you look very tired today. I'm tired. Work today? Yeah. How was it? Sucked. Yeah, so I, I was trying to figure out the, the function of your job. So people pay you to come haul shit away? Yeah. What kind of prices do you charge? I can't disclose that information. Okay. But um, what the guy does, he comes with a trailer, and like if you, he comes with like a 15-yard trailer, and it could be anywhere from like 390 to like 1250 depending, depending on, on the size of the load. The, oh, the weight of it or whatever? No, the size of it. Okay. Because like if you I can show you the size of my load. Like if I, <laughs> when I got, went to him, he, he charged me like, I think it was like, I want to say like it was like three hundred. Okay, for furniture mostly, and right? It was just like because I only had a couple things compared to like what people do. Like I'm sure some people are cleaning out their whole fucking house. Yeah, yeah. When you do like clean out jobs, you get paid a lot better because like you're basically filling up the whole thing. Have you found any really gross shit yet that you had to get rid of yeah. besides your own? We had this guy. He had a like a freezer that was in the basement, and it must have had like old food in it for who knows oh. how long. And he unplugged it, so like oh, it all rotted out. It was just it was the worst smelling thing. And then, like, we were trying to get it out of the crawl space. So he's like, the guy, I smelt it. I was like, I don't think we want to flip this over. So just flip it over to get it out. Oh, of the crawl no. Space. As soon as we flipped it out, this, like, green smudge. It was like in Breaking Bad when Jesse tries but melting the body in the bathtub and it falls through the fucking floor <laughs> yeah, and ceiling. It, it, it smelled so bad. And I was gagging. And he's like, what are you, a boy or a girl? Oh. And I was like. And then he got a whiff of it, and then I could tell he was not. I, you so, know what, though? Like, that guy's probably been doing this for so long. He's, he's seen, seen some shit. He's seen worse yeah. shit than that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I just made me think of when I was down in Florida, and we were moving my Nana up here, and my, she was a fucking hoarder. So yeah. I'm, like, clearing everything out. she was a fucking hoarder. No, like, yeah, well, grandma. Well, back in the 50s. <laughs> um, so she was a big-time so ti- big hoarder, and I'm getting rid of all this shit, and I find, like, this really nice-looking cooler. I'm like, oh, shit, I'll bring this home. I open the cooler up, and literally... I felt like I saw a smell. It hit me right in the fucking face. This shit was probably from like the early 2000s, whatever was in there. And it was just sitting in a garage in Florida for well over 10 years. It was fucking vile. And it was like a gunky goo kind of thing, like something you get slimed on Nickelodeon and shit. Yeah, that's basically what came out of that fridge. And it that's was like, disgusting. It was a freezer, and I was like... We had the guy, like, hose it off. Like, we're like, do you have a water hose? He's like, oh, I got this little one over here. He's like, we're like, well, hose that shit out before we take it. Yeah, that's a hazard. Yeah. Uh, Josh, how are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah, you just had a nice little vacation. You came back looking tan. I know you said you had a nice fall asleep on the beach and got sunburned. As always. uh, (laughs) Lucky for me that this happened at the beginning of the uh, vacation. So uh, it quickly uh, turned from sunburn into suntan. Okay, good. good. Uh, Don't fall asleep with a bandana on and get sunburned. I've learned that the hard way. My sunglasses were on, so I have a little bit of sunglass strap here. I see it now. Uh, But it's a lot better than uh, bandana fucking That was That was bad when I came back from (laughs) Myrtle Beach. (laughs) It looks like Hamburglar. (laughs) (laughs) Physically? Yeah. Uh, no, right, that's right. so, sorry. Um, so, I so did got, have a quarter pounder before I came here. Yeah, you yeah, did. Hell yeah. Um, so, some crazy shit happened this week. Yeah. Um, we went to space. And when I say we, I mean people. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all because of one man and one man alone. <laughs> he funded this. He brought the oldest person ever go to space. See you on Tripanor, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> I hope everyone that hasn't heard this goes to offices now. Jeffrey Bezos. Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. Pave the way, put your back into it. Tell us why, show us how. Look at where you came from, look at you now. Suckerberg and Gates and Buffett. Amateurs can fucking suck it. 
<laughs> I had to, dude. That's all. When when I was watching that the other day, uh, well, first off, I was thinking about that, and then I see the penis ship. And yeah, I'm like, dude. I'm like, okay, why would you have a penis ship when you already look like Doctor Evil? <laughs> like he literally looks like Doctor uh, Doctor Evil. So did he like? Because I was I, I caught it late, and I was sure. Like, Let me go to on Fox and see because they were doing like the sh- the thing on like the news. Channel. Yeah, the live broadcast. Of and it. it was like he's coming down. I thought he just took off. Yeah. So it was only like they were only in suspended zero G's for I think like three or four minutes, something yeah. like that. The whole process was only about 14 minutes total. Um, yeah, I thought they were going into space. So I'm going to go out on a limb here now and say it's not impressive, <laughs> okay? Because you know what? The fucking Russians did this shit with a monkey in 1949. Yeah. It, it, uh, this was 99 miles above Earth. They weren't even out of our atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The monkey was 83. The monkey died. Um, <laughs> it was 83 miles above Some Earth. the one that started AIDS. Yeah, that's actually true also. Um, <laughs> I think the most impressive thing Jeffrey Bezos has done is not pay taxes for <laughs> over a decade. <laughs> like, I like how we thanked Amazon workers. Like, yeah, yeah dude, you even paying him 15 bucks working for you for 20 years, you jerk off. He um, just, like, single-handedly destroyed bookstores. He Bookstores, the warehouse job as a career, because that's been completely eliminated if you work at Amazon. Like, the, the people go into Amazon thinking, like, wow, they're going to pay me. A lot of them, you know, they don't have a work history or the um, ex-cons kind of stuff like that. 20 bucks an hour. But what they don't tell you is there's almost no room for career advancement. Yeah. When you work at most other like warehouse distribution places, you start at entry level, but if they like you, they're going to get you forklift certified, OSHA certified. They want to move you up. There is no ability of that at Amazon. So literally, he's made the whole thing stagnant. And they're going to take over. They already kind of have for the most part. But... I mean, it was cool, I guess. Like, it was, uh, no, it wasn't cool. It was. I, I think he had kids up there in the space. He had an eighteen-year-old. Oh yeah, no. Well, I think he had kids. That you were think he went up for that. a four-minute molestation? Yeah, that's. <laughs> it. Well, uh, well, my theory is, was like Tom Hanks is trying to get around Epstein Island since. Epstein Move your mic Island, down. I can hear. Yeah, Ep- there Epstein you go. Island, like fucking, uh, since it was. Shut down. Shut down. That Tom Hanks has a spaceship that he takes and fucks so little kids up. Is this the new Lo- Lolita? Was it Lolita Express? Was the name of uh, Epstein's plane? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The, the thing that was most impressive about it is that the rocket that actually launched landed on its own, like the, so they could reuse it. I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. Um. I thought they were saying, oh, there's rocket boosters that are gonna boost down before it makes impact, and I like, I yeah. thought. I was waiting for it while I was parachuting down, and I was like, it landed. I was like, oh, cool. I, I mean, realistically, I was watching it, and the whole time in my mind, I'm like, Challenger, nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only thing I'm thinking. Um, what happens to the rest of the spaceship when it goes up? What, the one that launched them? Yeah. It landed. It came back down on its own, so it comes back down. Oh, maybe on, that's what had the rocket boosters. Yeah, so the time. rocket booster launches them, and then that comes back down on its own, and it lets out on the bottom of it, it shoots out air so it can have a soft landing. It was yeah. pretty crazy to see, like, the fact that that kind of technology is here now. Well, but how about we actually go somewhere? We've been, we've done this before. Send a civilian to the fucking moon. did guy do that on, like, a hot air balloon and Red Bull challenge? Yeah, yeah. They, oh, what they, about they, the guy who was paid to get onto that launch, and he was like, oh, I'm busy. He think he was supposed to do the Richard Branson one, because Richard oh, Branson oh, went up a couple weeks before, yeah. and he paid $25 million, and he's like, I, uh, $28 million, I have a scheduling conflict. What the fuck? You, you have a chance to go to quote. I'm not. I don't even consider this space. I'm just gonna call it really high up. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, would you do this if you had the opportunity to go up there for that four minute hang in suspension kind of thing? Maybe. Uh, uh, it's hard to say. Would you? 
I would probably buy if I had twenty eight million dollars. I'd probably buy like four Wayne Gretzky rookies and <laughs> <laughs> be broke. I, I mean, listen, if in our lifetime civilian, tra- it, it, not in our lifetime, that's civilian travel to space is going to be affordable. Yeah, no. Um, but if I had the opportunity, would I? Sure, because you know what? That's a quick death. <laughs> that's a really quick death if something goes wrong. Yeah, rocket fuel burns. Like Although when the Challenger exploded, they said a couple of them they they were down for the whole tumble. <laughs> so, but that was like shortly after launch. No, just, didn't the Challenger like explode in the air? Yeah, yeah well, it was like what uh, um, ninety seconds after takeoff that it blew up. Yeah, and they said they it exploded and it launched two of them out, and they were they fell all the way to their death. Oh, that's pretty cool. Way to yeah, go. they a couple of them were never found their bodies, and I think two of them were found. They say like you go into like if you're falling from an airplane, like you you just like basically the shock of you falling yeah. without a parachute. Yeah, Heart attack. Like you just basically die. Well, and also fall, falling from that far, your, bo- your bones break just from the impact. Unless you're Jason Statham and Crank. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Dude, unless you're Jason was, Statham and Crank. Crank is awesome. I he, like Crank. The way he landed on the car and then bounced back and then they could have got his body back into normal. Haven't, why would you watch Fast 9 yet, Josh? I don't know. I'm surprised at you. It has, well, I, uh, it's not streaming, so. Slightly disappointed. I, <laughs> <laughs> I saw today The Rock responded to Vin Diesel saying that uh, tough love made him a better actor. The Rock's response was laughing. Yeah. And he said, good luck on Fast 10 and 11. He's out of it, I, now, uh, I guess, now. Yeah. You're pumped for Jungle Cruise, which kind of surprised me. I was like. Uh, I just think it looks kind of like stupid cool. It probably will be. I mean, it's going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah. It's a fucking. When I saw the trailer for it, I'm like, this isn't for me, but this is going to make fucking bank. I, although the last time, what was the last time they made a movie out of a Disney ride? Probably the Haunted Mansion, and that did not do no. well. That it's was it's a small world after all. Isn't that a? I don't think it's a movie. No, no, no probably not. No, I mean, Song of the South had some rides. <laughs> yeah, that they're changing. I was actually complaining about that last week, um, because I like going to Disney World because I'm a loser. Yeah. So uh, at least you don't do like some of the weird things other Disney people do, like but, the collectibles that you have to do every yeah, time. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't do all that. I know a guy who like he he doesn't have kids and he like goes to Disney. Does by he have a wife at least? Oh no! Uh, and he's like he has. I a went wife. to Disney by myself once. It was yeah. just like, but it was because That's I will sad. never go again though. Like, <laughs> well, you also went to Disney in California. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. So That's so I was in Vegas and I was like, you know what? I'll probably never go to Disneyland. Uh, because my wife doesn't, you know, fly. Yeah. And I'm yeah. never driving to fucking California. Fuck that. No, even driving to Florida sucks. Yeah. Like, it's doable. Yeah. But, it, like, you're fucking beat by the time you get there. So I'm out in Vegas and I'm like, you know what? Last time we went to Disney World, Galaxy's Edge wasn't open yet. And I'm an, yeah. impatient, I'm an impatient motherfucker. So I was like, I'm four hours away. Let me just drive to Disneyland because I'll never get to go again. It's not that far of a drive either. What was no. it? Two, two no, and it was and a half? four hours. Four hours? That's not bad. No. So I went. I walked around, I took some pictures, I did the Star Wars stuff, and then I left. I, I remember trying to convince you to buy to build a lightsaber. Yeah. You're like, I can't come home with a $300 lightsaber. No. <laughs> and <Why> now, not? <laughs> I went uh, the wrong and came back with a $400 belt. So John did, so, so did Richie. Yeah. <laughs> he came back with the... The dumbest thing Richie did at that whole event was when the girl was dressed as Nikki Bella had a big old fucking fat dumper on her. I'm like, Richie, take a picture. And he's trying to snap it as she's going down there. And it's dark. And he had the flash on his phone. So everyone saw him trying to take the picture. <laughs> um, how was your week, Michael? You had a big event on Saturday. I did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Engagement party. How was it? Uh, it was great. <laughs> so you got drunk? 
Yeah, I got a little drunk. I like took a break halfway in. I was like, I got to take a shit. So, so why did you? So are you the kind of person that if you can go home to poop, you always will? Yeah, if I'm around the corner, I'm going to go home to poop. I'm the kind of person that I'm going to shit wherever I want because I, I I look at it as like this like alpha kind of thing. Like at um, our friend's house this weekend, ears um, it party. I took a shit and I didn't flush it. And there was like forty people there. So yeah. to me, that's like I'm, I'm showing you my dominance. I need home field advantage. <laughs> yeah, but you can create your own home field advantage. Yeah. See, the thing is, I can't. I, I won't be able to actually start squeezing out a growler if like there's people like, especially if like the door doesn't lock or something. Oh like, yeah. Can't. That, and then like there's people knocking on the door. Can't do it. I so I used to be like that. Like in high school, I had um, the key to the faculty bathroom, and I would go shit in there. And then I got caught by uh, Mr. Lacroix. And they, I got suspended for like four days because they said I stole school property. But I was always going there to poop. Um, but now, how I, did you get? I, how did you get the key anyway? I took it off his desk, <laughs> or, or Mr. Wagner's desk. I took it off oh, of. Nice. It was on his desk, so I took it. Mr. Wagner was my probation officer at the time, so I had been doing so well in probation. I passed all my drug tests. My grades were fine. That they have a program where you don't have to go to Patterson every week um, to get tested or whatever. You could go, or not even tested. Once you test clean for a certain amount of time, yeah. they'll do it just once a month. But I had to report to Mr. Wagner once a week. Grades, are you working? That kind of stuff. Yeah. So, which was great because Mr. Wagner was cool as shit. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, did you jo- get to go up on his plane? Um, <laughs> so he lives right around the corner from my mom. Yeah, yeah. So because he lived right behind Mike White and uh, by Lindsey Kirchstetter, Tara Spear. So it, when I found out that he was gonna be my probation officer, I'm like, I fucking love this guy. I've known him for fucking ever. Yeah. Uh, he was a cool guy. He he uh, he kind of smelled bad. Um, he, he got a little rank, but he was a cool dude. Josh, how was your week besides vacation? Was that pretty much the... Wh- when did you leave and when did you come back? Uh, we left uh, last Monday and we came back this Sunday. Okay, so almost a full week. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Who watched your dog? He doesn't have a dog. have a dog. Who watched your cat? My father-in-law. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, you know, watch your not Spooner. Yeah, not, not, Pooner. not Pooner. No, you don't want him doing it. No, well, he, he, he's afraid of cats. He lives far away from you. <laughs> um, man, for you had me rolling the other night. So um, our friend Bob was asked to be the best man uh, in his sister's wedding. Yep. And they posted a video of them doing like some traditional Macedonian dance. And I see Manfro's comment just says, Are you from somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> and then you're talking about Caesarean salad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we, it's this nice thing and you and I instantly started trolling it. I know, I felt I felt like immediately bad. I was like, some family members are gonna like click on this and like it and then see the our fucking conversation. Well, it, it went nowhere. It was Caesar salad and Caesarean I salad. Caesarean salad's past tense, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then um the, the landlord was like, look at Bob's dad. He's just there in like a t-shirt and jeans. I'm like, the wolf don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. No, he's he's killed men with his bare hands and watched their soul leave their bodies. I'm convinced of it. He can deny all up and down, but I believe it. Uh, all right. Do you want... I'm trying to think if I did any... Um, I got shit tanked at ears on Saturday. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a pretty good time. I took a big shit. Um, I ate a lot. Hung out with Brace a little bit. Uh, I was happy to see him. And that was pretty much it. It was... It's nice when... A party is walking distance because I don't have to worry about anything then. Yeah, that's like when Greg has a party. Yeah, I literally just walk over there. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, you're like, I can get as drunk as I want and not have to worry. Although I could see you being the person that got hit by a car walking home one block. <laughs> yeah, no, it could happen. <laughs> People do fly down Maple Road. Uh, that's where you live, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I just gave it away. Um, people do fly down there. So, like, I, I when I was living at Greg's, You'd see people fucking haul. I mean, I've hauled. I'm pretty sure I flew home a few times. Yeah, yeah. Probably drunk. Yeah. No, you took some tums. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, you want to get into reviews? Yeah. All right, you want me to go first? Sure. Okay, so, Manfred, you, did you listen to the album? Yeah, yeah, I listened to it. I, I, What's like, in, I want to hear you pronounce the album, and uh, the name of the band and the album. Amon Amorth. Yeah, they're Amon Amorth. Amon Amorth. Sound like Jim Ross trying to pronounce it. Amon Amorth. Amon Amorth. So, Amon Amorth. Did you listen to the whole thing or just bits and pieces? I, 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 I did the, the starred ones, and then I just like did fast Okay, so um, this was almost like a spiritual sequel to the pirate metal album that was given to us a few weeks ago. You called this Viking metal. And you say at their concerts, they don't mosh, they row, pretty Mm much. Uh, So uh, this is a really, really cool album. Uh, I love the sound of it. Uh, I was like, am I listening to like, I was picturing in my head listening to some of these lyrics. I'm like, if they made like an alt Broadway play of Thor. <laughs> this should be it with the lyrics playing because a lot of it's about Loki and betrayal, deceiver, deceiver of the gods, more yeah. or less. Um, every song was a five for me. There was nothing okay. I skipped over. Um, so starting right off the bat with the title track, Deceiver of the Gods, uh, it's great to open it. A total tone setter. I wrote, is this about Loki? Uh, Born of Different Blood, Asgard has been my home, Giants, etc. Clearly about Loki, especially as you move on throughout the album and you hear more and more of it. Yeah. Um, and I looked at the cover of the album, like, oh, it's Thor. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, this album made me want to play God of War <laughs> also. <laughs> um, so as Loki fa- uh, falls, um, I wrote, okay, it's about Loki. Music rips. Uh, Father of the Wolf, fucking love that song. Shapeshifter, that one hits hard as fuck. And this is another one of these ones where I'm listening to them. Like, I love listening to this, but I would love this even more live. Like, if I got to see these guys live, this fucking, the energy. Your show's getting tense, dude. I would love it. The energy on this is next level. Um, So, let's see. Under Siege, that is the best song on the album musically. The pace and tempo changes throughout that fucking song are out of control. That was a five. Like I said, everything's a five. Uh, Blood Eagle, violent and brutal start to finish. We Shall Destroy. It's the first song on here where the drummer truly shows off. Like, he was showing off on this one. And it, it's next level. Um, this, this is the song that gets the label of It Makes Me Want to Fight and Fuck. Um, <laughs> that was the one that did that for me. Hell is the coolest song vocally on here. It's, uh, it gets, it's a little uh, brooding, and then it gets kind of trippy. The background singing with um, the guy from uh, Candlemas, the lead singer of Candlemas. I thought it was him. It's like yeah. that, that 80s fucking... <laughs> and they're going back and forth. I fucking loved it. It was so over the top that it could teeter into that territory of being ridiculous, yep. but it was just the right amount of ridiculous. Fucking loved it. Um, so the coming of the tide is where I want to give the album and the band it's the biggest compliment I can on here because with these kind of metal bands, a lot of the times, they get into the territory of every song is a show off of a guitar solo. This is the first song on here that has an actual guitar solo, and they're dueling guitar solos, which I'm a sucker for. Yeah. To show that kind of restraint when so many metal bands Bands and weird metal bands and you know like alter- ones that aren't as com- as well known they're like all right let's show off a guitar solo here and it's every song and the guitar solos kind of bleed into each other they waited they showed restraint which I respect tremendously uh, fucking love that and the final song on here Warriors of the North an epic and grand way to end the album it's very theatrical with this kind of stuff they tell a really cool story his guttural scream is really cool uh, everything about this album I love I wouldn't change a fucking thing about it I listen to a bunch of their other stuff. They're fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Whenever they're around here, I have to go see these guys live. Yeah. I don't know. How did you feel what you listened to? Well, what I listened to is, like, I was waiting for more, like, it was great, like, and the, the, the lyrics are all Viking yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. But you don't, 
it wasn't it didn't like encapsulate like Viking for me. It was sure. just like a like a four, like I don't know how many people are in the Norse god four. stuff as yeah. much as anything what, else. They have, they're like a nor- pretty typical band. They're from five, Sweden. Yeah, yeah. I think there's I think there's five guys: two guitarists, bass player, drummer, singer. Drummer, so singer. like everything's clean. Like they're fucking. Oh, um, musically they're brilliant. They, like if they if they came out around like the same time as Pantera and shit, they'd probably be talking about them. Yeah, too. for sure, for like, sure. You know what I mean? They they took that genre of music and they you know they did their own thing to it and like modernized it in yeah. in, in, in a sense and. uh I just didn't like. I was expecting to hear like guys rowing, yeah. singing, <laughs> singing like Nordic, I, Nordic poems, and like maybe like you know the uh, beginning of Vikings, the show. On yes, yeah, yeah. They have that girl, and it's like, yeah, 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 like almost like a uh, like a war song kind yeah, of thing. I, I was expecting a little more theatrics, in sure, that, sure, in that sense. But like you know, as far as the band goes, yeah, like it's awesome. It's yeah, awesome it's music. It, I, mean, I could listen. I could listen to that whole album and be happy. Dude, it was... I, I had the same feeling when I first went in. I was expecting that. And then once I... That I liked it the first time and then when I listened to it again and I knew what my expectations were and I was listening to the stories they were telling, yeah. the pictures they were painting, I'm like, this is fucking cool. Like, this is legit. Like, when I gave you pirate metal... Uh-huh. You, you got, oh, no, no, that you, was... You got, you got pirate metal. Yeah, that, like, that was... it was like a pirate... Like, if I didn't... If I never heard these guys before and, like, I just listened to, like, the lyrics... I could probably get the hint eventually. Sure, sure. Like, just if I listen to it without listening to the lyrics, then I would have no idea it was yeah, Viking metal. I, I would say, you know, the Viking thing, I absolutely get why it would be called Viking metal. It came off more like Nordic, like like Nordic god metal than yeah. anything else. Like, if Thor went to a concert, that's what that's who he's going to see. But it was fucking great. It's a five out of five sensational album. Fuck yeah. I'm glad yeah. you liked it. Uh, I knew you would. Um, you know, I, I love them musically. You know, yeah, they're, dude, musically they're such an underrated brilliant. band. Like a lot of people don't really know about them because they're kind of niche and they're from sure. Sweden. So Sweden, Sweden. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you. No, dude, them. it was. So you look like I was looking. So there's a band, Glory Hammer. Okay. And they're like they're they're the guys who were underneath Alestorm on their their tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I wonder if they're Viking metal. So I listened to it. They're like more like intergalactic. Okay. Like pirate metal ish. With like a lot of Vikings, yeah, yeah. Like, I felt Glory Hammer would have been a Viking thing. Okay, fair. And then, um, so then I was like looking at, like at bands you may also like, and it was like Wolf God, and like, all these, <laughs> they're all Swiss bands, and they're all like Eastern European bands that are just yeah, all, like all um, are basically bands that are Hitler's wet dream. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> but it's like it's funny because they all have different niches. Yeah, yeah. And like I was thinking about it, and like say that like, you did like a mythology like band. Yeah, yeah. You can have like. Topics forever. Yeah, dude. There's you can a make mil- album after album, and that's like the Vikings. You can yeah. do all different kinds of sure. genre, everything. What kind of metal band would you start? Roman. Roman. It would be all Roman related stuff. Yeah, kind of like kind of like the Mount Vesuvius. Pompeo. If you close your eyes, shut up. That fucking song sucks. Now we. You know what's funny? When I hear songs like that, and I may never hear them before and ever again, I'm like, this is one I could see Manfro singing to me in a little while. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like you hear some of them, and they just they have a catchy hook. Like, that's a, that's a jingle. Me and Schlim, like, we have a genuine disgust for uh, all 92.3. Oh, it's terrible. Like, if you go, if you're driving like, at like one in the morning, it's good. I will literally like sit there and try to memorize like a couple lines of a song so I can sing it to Schlem on Xbox <laughs> so we can trash it because yeah. it's so bad. And then like uh, I don't know, it was like uh, there was a Machine Gun Kelly song and it's so bad. 
but it, they play him constantly on yeah, that they, station. He's so popular. Over, it, hurt, it hurts me that he's that popular, but we're boomers. Yeah, no, it's it's it is. It's true. Oh, we've spent too much time in the last few episodes talking about Machine Gun Kelly, and yeah. we're going to talk about him again in a little bit anyway. So, oh, man. Um, Josh, take it away. All right, so you gave me uh, Stir Crazy, yes. which is a movie I've never seen before, but um, you know I had seen in the past. Uh, Hear no evil, see no evil. Of course. Um, you know, so I'm I'm familiar with the comedic pairing and the chemistry uh, and the chemistry between Gene Wilder and uh, the great great Richard Pryor. The both late and um, great. So I love this, yeah, dude. This I knew you would. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so funny, and, and you know, comedies from that era they they get a, a bad rap these days because of you know the woke culture, the PC, and the culture, the PC can never make it that. now. Yeah, um, but it's How funny because if you white guy be friends? if you watch <laughs> if you watch this movie and you look at like some of the jokes and some of the bits and like they're actually very forward thinking for sure, for sure. Um, you know, like the the, the gay black inmate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like. You could say, oh, my God, they're making fun of a gay black guy. That You could never do that, but they're not. No, they're not. He's just there. He's just a person. He's just there. He's a person. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you know, you're playing off of those those fears that Richard Pryor's character has. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they grow to become friends, and they're part of the crew by the end of the movie. You know, so, like, you have to look into stuff like that and say, you know, they're they're really lampooning yeah. that sort of idea. They're, they're not, like, when you think of, so, one that, you, you bring that up about the gay character, and another movie I think of that's a, a movie they, they actually would never be able to make now, uh, we've talked about it before is Revenge of the Nerds yeah. and they have the gay black guy in there Lamar where it is like amped up how gay he is like he does the javelin throw and it basically looks like a giant dildo that yeah. he's throwing and it wobbles <laughs> and everything and he, oh my god I won in this one it was it wasn't like hot it was clear he was supposed to be gay yeah. but it wasn't like this huge talking point and again like you said it evolves and they become friends and partners and yeah. help each other out so you know Basic premise of these of this movie: uh, Gene Wilder and uh, Richard Pryor are friends. They have two j- two separate jobs in New York City. On the same day, at the same time, they get fired. I got fired too. And <laughs> Richard Pryor thinks it's terrible. Gene, uh, Gene Wilder is very excited. They want to move out west and want to get to Hollywood. <laughs> he stops a f- he stops a fight in the fucking <laughs> restaurant. The guy's holding the other one by the dick, and he doesn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they get out. Uh, they get out west. They uh, Gene Wilder meets these two guys in the bar. Tries to make friends with them. They that doesn't go over very well. They get framed by these same two guys for a bank robbery yeah. while they're trying to do like a song and dance bit in a Yeah, bank. they were like basically the guys outside the, the bank that are holding up like, come get your free checking account today. Yeah. And they were doing like a jingle and dance in the bank. So they get set up, they go to jail, and that's where like the real comedy kind of starts. There's so many funny different parts of, of this that like I can't really go through all of it. The but facial like, expressions alone. The like, facial expressions. How hard did you laugh the first time he got on the mechanical bull and just the angle of what his face looked like riding it? Dude, it was hilarious. I was in fucking tears the, the first the, time I the saw The facial it. expressions of the prison guards every time they're trying to make him fucking, you know, just give in and cave and just yeah, say, yeah. all right, I'll do the rodeo. Yep. They put him in solitary confinement and he comes out and he's like, oh, please, one more day. I was really just starting to get in tune with myself. <laughs> Dude, and Wilder, it, it's so funny, like, we all look at him as this legend, but then when you watch something with him and you see it, just the energy that popped out in his performances even in subdued ones like before Willy Wonka goes crazy in the movie he just takes up the whole fucking screen and like young Frankenstein and so on He's, he yeah. was unbelievable and then the the best bit of the movie which is so funny to me and probably it's probably honestly it's so smart that it would be lost on so many people that watch comedy nowadays because so much of comedy now is just like slapstick gross out yeah, yeah, sure. freak out whatever Someone you want to call it it's it. basically the most um, comedy now is the equivalent of I stepped on a shovel and it hit right. me in the face so yeah. they go through this whole plan and they break out of prison at the rodeo and yeah. then at the end of the movie it winds up 
they didn't even have to because they got acquitted. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the irony of it. And that's and that is something that's lost. These like subtle little things that can cap off a story. So basically, on paper you're kind of like, so the whole thing was kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah. But then. But that's the beauty of it. It, w- it was smart. It was char- charming on top of it. And their chemistry, to me, it, you know, short of, you know, um, when it comes to fucking Abbott and Costello and shit like that, maybe the best comedic pairing next to Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Yeah. Uh, so so for my, my grade, this movie gets a 10 out of 10. Dude, I this knew- is an all-time comedy. You know, if you're, if you're a fan of comedy, if you're a fan of smart comedy, you have to watch this movie if you've never seen it before. I, I can't believe that my, I, my dad waited so long to have me watch it. I was probably like 16 when he showed it to me. And I'm like, what? How were you sleeping on this? Like, you only watch Animal House when I was like eight, <laughs> and you're like, now I'm just seeing this because I was crying. Like, I watched The Jerk when I was ten. That's still my favorite comedy. Stir Crazy is probably in my top five all time. Yeah. It's it never gets old, and that's what I think is the true bar of comedy is how it ages. Yeah. Because there's plenty of comedies that the first time you see them, you laugh your ass off, right? Then you watch it again, you're like, oh, it's kind of funny, and then you watch it again, you're like, oh, this age like milk. Like, well, you watch That's My Boy the first time, and you're like, this is a piece of shit. You watch it the second time, and you're going to be fucking on your ass. So rolling. I watch it the first I time. I actually agree with that. No, nope. I, I disagree entirely. <laughs> no, dude. I'm telling you. Nope. The first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck? Vanilla Ice is in I this know. Movie? It was like so weird. It was all over the place. On? And then I watch it again, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I get it. And Rex, Rex Ryan's a great actor. I respected Rex for going in there and being a Patriots fan. Not my fan. Brady poster. I, I respect that. Do you see the, the MAGA crowd is mad at Brady now? Oh, because uh, he made fun of uh, he, Trump at the White House? Did you House? see what he, the joke he made? No, no, no. So he was at the White House, and first off, they were mad that he went to it because he never went when uh, Trump was president, and then you could look into it. He hadn't attended a White House celebration for the Super Bowl since 2005. Yeah. So he was up there. He's like, you know, we worked really hard for this, but there's still 40% of people that don't think we won. Do you know what that's like, Mr. President? And, and Biden was like, I know what that's like. Like, that's a funny joke. Yeah. I, that's very clever. Um, but anyway. Uh, uh, I digress. I digress. <laughs> Picks now. All right. Yep. So I'm going to pull one from the list you gave me last week of movies you haven't seen. Did you watch Bad Lieutenant? No, he definitely didn't watch Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> you, have to watch, you have to watch two this week. Next two weeks. Because he wanted you to watch Bad Lieutenant last week, and you forgot. Oh, okay. Um, it's from years. yeah, it's with Harvey Keitel, Bad Lieutenant. There's a zero percent chance you dislike that movie, by the way. Okay. Um, so you got to watch that one on Manfro's recommendation. Um, so the movie I'm going to give you is from the list of ten movies you haven't seen. Okay. That um, you'd be sh- uh, that you said I'd be mad that you haven't seen them. And the one I'm going to highlight is the one that you said that you didn't see because you love the book so much. Mm-hmm. Um, which is A Clockwork Orange. Okay. To me. Maybe Stanley Kubrick's best film, which I can flip flop. Have you seen Clockwork Orange? No. All right, you have to watch it too. Okay. Okay. So um, you you've read American Psycho also, right? If you read that book, or oh, you only yeah, seen yeah, it, okay, yeah. you love the book, right? Yeah. Love the movie too, right? Yeah. So there is a online. There is a big. It's for years now that Clockwork Orange fans and American Psycho fans butt heads all the time. Which one's better? This, this, and that, and it goes between the book and the movie. Um, they, they, they love the book and love the movie, but which one is better? Because so much of American Psycho, you could easily say, was influenced by Clockwork Orange. Mm. The idea of you know the the insanity in your head and what's causing it and things along those lines. I have not read the book Clockwork Orange, admittedly, but people I know that have love the movie anyway. Yeah. Um, there, of course, there's you have your detractors because they're they're purists to these kind of things, but it, it's the same thing. Like I love the book The Shining. But I love Kubrick's movie. If you look at them as these individual entities and you see what Kubrick was doing specifically in Clockwork Orange with the calamity of it, the, the sound of it, the, uh, the surroundings that you have going on. It's a very frantic movie, just like I'm sure the book is. Yeah. Um, it, 
they would never get away with this movie now, um, just based on the singing in the rain scene, which I don't know if that's actually in the book, but it is a brutal scene in the movie. Um, it has a scene that makes me uncomfortable to this day in it towards the end of it. Um, there's nothing I would change about this movie under any circumstances. Now, you reading the book may have a different opinion, but I think it's a crime against humanity that you haven't seen it. A crime um, against humanity, yeah, it's like right. It's like Rwanda, Coney. Josh hasn't seen Clockwork Orange. <laughs> Is Coney um, still alive? Uh, yeah, Free Coney 2021. Um, I think he's still alive. I mean, that was a viral thing for two weeks. I remember people got so mad at me on Facebook because I posted a picture of Carl Weathers in Predator. <laughs> and I was like, we must stop this man. And people were like, that, that's not well, Coney. S- South Park hit it on the head with that uh, Jack and Off in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, they get everything right. So I, I don't have to explain the premise of Clockwork, aren't you? No. You get it? It's about yeah. Alex. I've only uh, read one book and then... Well, <laughs> ever? Like, yeah. What was it? Pop, hop on Pop? So I had to do, like, uh, for, like, I think junior to senior year, I had to do, like, summer reading. Okay. And I chose uh, Fight Club. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Chuck Palookna. I, I watched... I was talking about this with the guy I work with because he was surprised that my dad took me to see Saving Private Ryan when I was seven years old. Yeah, yeah. We were and, they, we and, were, were young when that came like, out. My friends were going to see Titanic. I was going to see Half-Baked. <laughs> like, my parents had no... Like, I could watch whatever the fuck I wanted. Same. Basically, as long as it wasn't, like, porno, basically. And that's why you couldn't see Titanic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, I saw Fight Club when it like first came out, probably on the hot box. Sure, like, sure. Pay per view, but I never like really paid attention enough. But of then course. I read the book, and I was like, "Holy shit, the book's like awesome!" And then when I watched the movie, I had a whole other perspective of it. Yeah, and I actually understood what the fuck was going on. That like I was like, "Oh, Brad Pitt is in." Well, real and person. and the thing with like Fight Club that's cool, like throughout the movie, is there's you've seen Fight Club, right, Josh? Yeah, of course he has. Course I, have. Uh, I lo- in Fight Club. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but like throughout the movie, there's like these quick little cuts, mm-hmm. like and it's literally Brad Pitt's face coming over Ed Norton's. It's yeah, this yeah. tiny little thing, and the thing that almost every single scene has a Starbucks cup in it to talk about consumerism, which is stuff that you can't get in the book, just like you can't get certain things in the movie that are in the book. Right. And there's plenty of cases where a movie is better than the book. Like to me, one of the most famous examples, and I think this is one of the best American films ever made, is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I think the film is significantly better than the book. I agree with that. Um, Forrest Gump, the movie is significant. You read of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Of course I did, yeah. I've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of books also. I'm reading, I'm reading two books. <laughs> That right used now. to beat the shit out of me if I was reading too much books. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> it's it explains your illiteracy and your CTE. No, uh, <laughs> I would have to. The only time I would like actually complete summer reading was like if it was a book that I liked, and there was like maybe two or three. Like Rumblefish was one. Was yeah. it uh, the things they carried? Yeah, I like that. That was when he's like talking about his boy. I think they're actually up. making a movie about that. Finally, That's like I'm time. shocked they never made a movie out of that because that was like required well, you know, reading. Like Catcher in the Rye, they can make a sick movie out of Catcher in the Rye. Oof, they definitely could, but it would probably be con- everything's controversial. They can't even make To Kill a Mockingbird anymore. It'd be like anymore. a Tarantino no. film. Like it'd be just flashbacks. Cause that's all it is, and he always has these things that are going on in his head that's not actually happening. Where he's yeah, always, true, like, true. Hero that's actually saving a girl. the next book I'm reading is the novelization of uh, you know what? Once like, Upon a Time in Hollywood. All of those books that like were required reading, the movies always wind up being such a letdown. Actually, I think the uh, I think the To Kill a Mockingbird Kill a movie Mo- is pretty good. The one. movie's pretty good actually yeah. with Atticus Finch. So, that so guy was like to rape him at the end, right? Like Perks of Being yeah. a Wallflower. That movie was such a letdown. A I love I love that movie, but I didn't read the book. What all right, is that if movie? you read if you read the book, you would actually like that. I think if you never, I will agree. If you never read the book, then I can see you saying it's a good correct movie. but if you read the book if you read the book then it's a letdown uh, yeah see i i would i had no Great interest Gatsby. i had oh my god the one with leo was so fucking bad no way toby mcguire's in that, that shit dude he's coming out of retirement Hell not just for spider-man yeah. um can you I, hear me 
Uh, Tobey <laughs> Maguire. I went Dude. into um. Hillary pers- Swank is hot, by the way. No, she's not. Shut yes, the fuck up. Is. Shut the fuck up. See, Horsey face is did not you hot. See Fatal. No, I it's a Tyler I, Perry movie. I watched it last night. <laughs> oh my god! It was on, and I was like, is, it a, a, is it a Tyler Perry movie or is it a movie that Tyler Tyler Perry is in? Because they're two totally no, different no, no, things. No, no, yeah. no. Because it's Cause Tyler, Tyler Perry is actually a good actor. He's a very talented person Dude, in general. Yeah. So you know how like you can just tell a Tyler Perry movie because it's like, uh, I uh, hold on, let me get the bell. It's black. <laughs> it's, it's casted black. Yeah. And, well, oh, how about it's because he's playing Medea? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's how anyway, I, I just was like, as I was watching the movie, I was like, there's probably a movie I should watch for this. Show so I could put a review in, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so you Hillary watched- Swank is not attractive for me until I watched that movie, and I was like, Ooh. There's times where I've seen her, I'm like, okay, she doesn't look bad here. And other times I see her, and she is so horsey faced. Is she the one that they were deciding in the office if yes. she's hot or not? Yes, I was, correct. That was all that was going through my head. I was she, like, she what do you think? Nah. No, dude, I fucking hate Million Dollar Baby. I think if you I guys watched hate- this movie that I watched, you would think... I mean, so. listen, they can they can make anyone look hot in movies sometimes. Like, yeah, it, it's it entire- all depends your, on your role, too. Dude, I was I shocked when I... I, I just recently saw that um that the, the chubby bitch from uh, Pitch Perfect, Rebel Whoa. Wilson. No, sorry, fat. Um, uh, <laughs> Re- Rebel Wilson, she's, like, skinny now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, she looks she's really... like a show where they groom dogs or something. Are they going to say they groom children? Yeah. <laughs> No, that's Tom Hanks' new movie. <laughs> you got fucked. <laughs> um, so yeah, Clockwork Orange. Right. I'm gonna. I've watched. I watch this movie at least once a year. You have to watch it also, and yeah. don't forget, you got to watch Bad Lieutenant also. Um, did you ever watch the Bad Lieutenant sequel? Oh, with Nicolas Cage. It's not bad. In New Orleans. It's not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, the I the was it the Porter it's of a, uh, of New of, of New Orleans yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't. Harvey Keitel. Like the, I watched Bad Lieutenant was the fir- like one of the first movies that I bought on iTunes and okay. I watched it on my computer. Dude, it's and so I'm good. Like, is there more to this movie? I fucking <laughs> I fucking love Harvey Keitel. Like when you think about Scorsese, everyone you know you instantly go to Goodfellas and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But his first like real mob movie was Mean Streets with Harvey Keitel and really really young De Niro. We're talking pre Raging Bull, yeah. pre Taxi Driver. It's like his first. Literal first mob movie, yeah. and Kaitel is so good in it. I fucking love Mean Streets. Well, like I love Kaitel. Like I love when he does like cameos now. Like and he does like he was in the Irishman the, for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, in the Grand Budapest Hotel, his fucking oh, scene is unbelievable. I love Grand Budapest. I'm not even the biggest Wes Anderson fan. I love Grand Budapest. I love all of Wes Anderson's movies. I heard his new movie. It just debuted at the Cannes Film Festival, and it got a nine minute standing ovation. Wow! And but this is going to be a shocker. Bill Murray's in it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. in every one of his fucking movies. Well, I like the one with the dogs, even. Isle of Dogs? It was yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, I watch it on a flight. All right, Josh. All right, so I got to make a decision here. So but when when we decided that I was going to be doing albums, uh, I put together a list of 10 albums. Okay. And um, I've been going in order, but now I'm trying to like not do the same genres in a row. Um, so I'm wondering what to give you up. One question. How do you feel about revisiting albums that I know that you've listened to? I'm down. I've done it before. We've done it before on the show. Okay. Because sometimes I think, especially depending on how old it is, like if something came out two years ago, that's fresh in my mind, so but I, it's something older. I think that this is perfect because a new album by this guy was just announced. Okay. Uh, and this is probably his most controversial album. Okay. And uh, controversial not in the way that there's anything uh, offensive. offensive, but it's... it's divisive. It's a divisive yes. album. I'm going to give you 808s and Heartbreak. All right. Um, Did you do that one recently? No, we have not done 808s. We've talked about 808s. Um, so you love 808s. I do. It's my favorite Kanye, um, Kanye album. So I admire the album because I think um, that it 
it's maybe the most influential rap album in the last 15 years because yeah. there's no Drake without that. And it's, I, I hate Drake, but you can't deny his success and his popularity. But 808s, um, it, it, every Kanye album sounds good. Yeah, it, it's, it represents something I don't like in rap, mm-hmm. and I haven't listened to the whole album start to finish probably since like the first year it was out. Yeah. There's certain songs I like on Why don't it you for give sure. me The Massacre by 50 Cent? Fuck Kanye West. <laughs> you don't want me to rip apart 50 Cent. No, I'm not no, a big 50 Cent can. fan. I, like I, the first I, I, I love 50 Cent. I know he, I like, he's not I a I like the first guy. album and that's about it. And even then, it, I don't think it aged particularly well. The Get Richard well. Die Trying movie soundtrack? Dude? No, that, no. Awesome. I, I'd rather listen to the soundtrack than watch that fucking movie. <laughs> I remember... Awesome. No, it's not... I like when you were excited about the fucking 50 Cent game in Afghanistan. Dude, it was yeah, so fucking good. Sand, yeah, dude. dude. Yeah, it I was didn't like play Gears it. of War with 50 Cent. Yeah, yeah on, uh, when I explained it to people, that's exactly how I explained it. It's like Gears of War with 50 Cent. <laughs> so we just shit talking the whole time. Yeah. As you go through the levels, you unlock new songs that oh, play great. during yeah. the gameplay, <laughs> and it's like all. I, and if you have an appreciation for G Unit the way I do, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't. That, <laughs> I played that game like nonstop just to get like the new songs off. <laughs> shit, and your squad is all like just random G Unit. Tony Yayo with the bucket hat with the yep. AK-47, fucking DJ fucking. Banks, G Unit uh, destroyed the Taliban. Yeah, dude, basically. <laughs> so, like, the premise of the game is that uh, 50's doing a concert in the Middle East, right? And, uh, <laughs> Speaking and, of and unrealistic, his, his promised payment is like this fucking uh, this gem encrusted skull, and um, <laughs> this chick that's fighting the terrorist steals the skull to try to pull like G Unit into the fight, and. She steals the skull and the, the game kicks off by 50 fucking chasing everyone goes, that bitch stole my skull. Yeah. <laughs> and like the game, like you would think like, oh, there's not a lot of depth into a game like this. There is. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> no, there really is. Like, it's yeah. actually a pretty solid story as okay. far as continuity is so concerned. So should they remaster it for PS5? Yes, yes. absolutely should. Yes. Will they? No. Because no, no. I think anything where like, because even now like the Call of well, Duty like, game. Well, Young Buck's gay now, so I don't yeah. know if you could have him in the and, game. And 50 was trying to get a... Uh, um, uh, a part three crowdfunded because there, oh, there, yeah, yeah. there was a first game for uh, for the original Xbox. That's uh, right. That's right. It was yeah. called Fifty Cent Bulletproof. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then Blood in the Sand blew that. I feel like even like the Call of Duty games now steer away from Middle East because it's probably you know offensive. Yeah. I just saw a thing today. It annoyed the piss out of me that a news article would even give this person the time of day. But a woman wrote and tweeted outraged at Mattel, I guess, or Hasbro and WWE about their series of action figures where it's Muhammad like Hassan. It's the no, not that. It's the ambulance where like it breaks apart. Like you have an ambulance match and it can break apart. And she said it's encouraging violence against um, front frontline health workers. <laughs> like she was pissed, and I'm like. The biggest problem with this isn't her opinion. It's the fact that a fucking major reputable news source made a story out of it. Yep. We've said it how many times that all these people that are always like, um, when you see the articles, like fans outraged, and it's like three tweets they'll pull in there, and you look at their profiles, and they have like 30 followers. I'm yeah. like, you're searching for those trigger words that can you can make a news article Well, like, of. I had like a bunch of like toys growing up, like uh, the wrestling action figures. I yeah. had a whole bin of them. And, Same. And like I think that. they're still at my mom's. And yeah. I remember my dad like was like, let me see that. And it was the casket that you get. With like oh yeah yeah yeah, and you like put the wrestlers in the casket, and then like I would go in the yard and bury it like a buried alive match. (laughs) (laughs) So my dad like grabs it one day. He's like, "This is pretty fucking sweet." (laughs) He wanted to play with your toys. No, he didn't. But he was. But that was like one of the coolest things because like they made it so Undertaker could fit in it. Dude, like you you know what I you know what I hate about like our exact age bracket. There were so many toys that were available when we were kids that are now worth so much fucking money that we destroyed. Oh, oh, dude, I had the um, Dash Rendar Outrider, like the full size mm-hmm. one and if i go and look on now like what that's worth yeah. like 
even if it's not in the box anymore, just in good condition. I wonder what like the original dash rent or what was it? The what was that Star Wars? Shadows game? of the Empire. Like, Shadows of the Empire, like first edition in the box. Well, would be you just sold what that Super Mario sixty four first edition sealed sold sold for. Yeah. Dude, it's fucking crazy. Well, like, the, video, video the, the original Legend crazy. of Zelda steel, sealed goes for like fucking $25,000. That was the first game that was a gold cartridge. I just yeah. saw, I was, I get caught in, I think we all do on Facebook, you get caught in the like the loops of things. And I recently I got caught in a Pawn, pawn Stars uh, loop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And someone brought in an original factory sealed copy of the first Mario game on mm-hmm. Nintendo. And it, w- it was in like the actual plastic casing. And these were the test ones that went out, only like 10,000 of them. And the guy, the value on it, he's like, I can't even put a value on this because we haven't seen one of these that was in this perfect of condition. Like, the restraint you had to have back then, like when the video game boom happened before E.T. came out and whatnot, to actually <laughs> not play it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And now it's everything's mass produced and it's all digital and stuff. But like like you said, with the toys, like when I think about... You had a Millennium Falcon, right? I had the the uh, the full-size Kenner Millennium Falcon playset. Yeah. Fucking thing. It was sealed in a box. And I fucking destroyed this thing. I lost the lid. Because we would uh, be like, fucking, oh, you know, we would, we, We'd be fucking ripping Chewie and Han out of the cockpit, putting them back in. We ripped the cockpit off. You got a super the landing gear is gone. The yeah. fucking, uh, the, the entrance ramp to the, to the ship is gone. Brand new in a box, this thing, if you still have it from like 1994 when the special editions came out. It's like fucking eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, dude. I want to go up that, to that. That's, um, that's probably undervaluing it. We honestly. should we should make a trip one day no, up to you, that Pandora's you, collectibles. The one on on um, on twenty three now that you're talking about. No, right? the one there's one in Butler. When you first come into Butler, when you make that right, when you're like going up towards twenty three, like when you're a comic place. Uh, like, no, it's a toy place. What's it called? Toy place. <laughs> well, there's the one that I think it's in um, uh, Slotsburg, uh, Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah, to- I, get the, I get the ads for that. I know, and I see some of the stuff they got. I'm like, damn. I, I wanted to, like, go check this place out, and I was, like, sending hockey cards away. So I was, like, in Butler, and I was, like, I'm going to use the post office. And I was, like, oh, the toy shop's open. Let me was it dope? Dude, so many of those fucking action figures that, like, the Spider-Man, when they had the TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, I was, like, looking through them. They're, they're not expensive, some of them, like, in yeah, the box. Yeah, sure. Know? But I had, like, this one guy that was, like, my favorite action. It was Halloween Jack, and it was just, like, so flexible and shit. And I was, like, I saw it there, and I saw... Then I started, like, recognizing toys that I that had. That you had, yeah, Wrestlers, yeah. fucking Dude. Uh, Spider-Man, Batman toys. I have a lot of and, Batman toys. And then, toys. like, there was, like, sports guys. And they had, like, some sports figures. So I got, like, a little Wayne Gretzky starting oh. lineup. <laughs> it was, like, $5. And, like, that was just, like, the, the general, like, the... They had some, like, really expensive... Well, I'd assume, like, how they get most of the stuff is someone comes in with just, like, a fucking box of a bunch of toys, yeah. and they're like, we'll give you 25 bucks for it. Yeah, basically. And, like, if you had old toys that are loose and shit like that, if you have, like, a bin of them, yeah. and you bring them into those guys, they'll give you, like, a dollar for each one. Yeah, like, I, they'll, they'll, dude, you can sell them. I have literally a bin of toys at my mom's store. The, there are some stuff that might be, like, somewhat valuable at my parents' house. Like, my dad has a set of factory-sealed, like, original G.I. Joe. Those are probably worth something, yeah. Um, and he's got, uh, like... T- like five full sets of Lionel trains that he never owned. Dude, the, oh, the trains. Blue Comet does he have? Like know. Bobby Bacala? <laughs> no. well, like the thing is with those uh, uh, like original, like out of action figures, it's G.I. Joe and then Star Wars is like a close second. It's if this... you have the, from the original time that they, because mm. I used to have some. Yeah. When they were, had. when the colors on them weren't even right. Yeah. Like I think the most expensive one actually is the Jawa. The original Jawa action figure mm-hmm. where the hood actually no, came off the it. most expensive one is the original Luke Skywalker with the lightsaber yes. where the lightsaber comes through his yep, hand. Yep, that oh, one. Okay. Um, it's it's crazy on some of them. Like, I have, I, dude, I remember, it's so funny, like, when I, I, my 
my dad first had me watch Star Wars and like birthday Christmas comes up and I had all this kind of money and he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, take me to Toys R Us. I had like maybe 250, 300 bucks in cash and I just bought all kinds of Star Wars yep. toys. And I guarantee you a lot of them are, st- none of them are in the box and a lot no. of them, dude, I fucked up so many of my wrestling action figures because I would put fake blood on them to do like <laughs> hardcore matches and yeah. shit. Like I had, uh, do you remember the big, you know what I would buy legitimately and the landlord would hate me for this. The big wrestling buddies, the ones that are like the pillows, yep. remember yeah, those yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. I, at my mom still, I have a Hollywood Hogan one. Nice. Um, but, being the cocksucker that I am, I took a red marker and made him Wolfpack. <laughs> so it's red now. The special but, edition Wolfpack on dude, eBay going for $20,000. It's dude, like you drew it. I would... <laughs> I, yeah, I literally took marker. I would buy like more of the, like, the early 90s ones when they had Warrior and Macho Man and shit. And I think I'd have, I want to go to the Pandora one and check it out. What's the... Well, Papa Shango is like the most expensive wrestling... The toy. Papa Shango toy. Because... There was like a variant that they only made 100 of and then they redid it totally. Yeah, and, yeah. And like, so there's only like 100 of them or something. And Zack Ryder has one of them. He yeah, like oh, dude, his collection. toy and Funko collection is fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking stupid. But I, I think one day we should make a trip up to that Pandora place because I want to see, like, they post every day, like, what they just got. And I'm like, dude, I would buy that. And I'd come home and the landlord, like, we don't need fucking toys. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. what are you doing? I'm like, I need toys. Well, I'm kind of <laughs> glad I went back to hockey cards because I had, like, a Funko Pop obsession. And yeah. I was getting them, like, fucking three a day. And, like, Sam's like, where are you going to put all these? And like, you're, run, I, uh, you're running out of room. You yeah. did run out of room. Your Funko wall is pretty wild. Yeah. It's, and, like, the whole one wall is just Spider-Man ones. They're all Spider-Man ones. And, like, I, I stopped. I haven't really bought any for. Like, I mostly. I, the most I have are Star Wars ones. Like, I, I have got a good, fucked out of, like, the Venom ones. They had they made Venom ones that are all the Avengers, so there was like. Uh, I got you at least one Funko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have literally four Funkos. Yeah, I know. No, I have five. And they're all out of the box, aren't they? No, they're okay, all in the box. Good. I have Hulk Hogan, Daniel okay. Bryan, Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, and. Uh, That's five. Another Jon Snow. <laughs> two, jo- two of the same. I have Jon Night's Snow? Watch, Jon Snow, and I have King of the North, Jon Snow. There's one with uh, Daenerys, and it has like a Starbucks cup in it, and it's like a real. That's special, fucking funny. That's. Like right, is one. that real? I think I think there was something. They might have like made a special edition, because sometimes awesome. they'll do like a, the ones that are worth money. Like, there's only 200 of these. There's yeah. only 500. Well, I got of these. like the Tony Stark variants, because I have every one from uh, Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From... The first no, Homecoming, one, Homecoming. Homecoming. Mm-hmm. The yeah. first one. I have every one that they produced from Homecoming. And I like Tony Stark was a special variant that you can only get if you went to like the places. So I, they were marked up. But then like I go back and sometimes and I check on like how much they're worth. And yeah. I think the most expensive Papa that I have is like a Vegeta variant that's like a special color, like metallic. Yeah, yeah. Ha- half metallic or something like that. And I looked at it and I was like... Oh shit! That's worth like five hundred dollars. Yeah, and I bought it for like twenty bucks. So I was like, "That's pretty fucking." Sick. I always, I always, whenever I go into like a place that I know sells Funkos, I go and look, and I'm like, "Let's see if they have something." Because I, I now I will only buy exclusives. Like if it yeah, says yeah, the exclusive yeah. thing on it, like the one I. So I got Man for One. It was like right after Christmas. I I ran to Walgreens in the morning and I was looking down the Funko aisle and I don't remember what it was. It was like Superior Octopus. Yes, yeah, so it's Superior Doc Ock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it said Walgreens exclusive on it, so I'm like, I'm gonna buy this. So I bought it and I was like, I'm not even gonna tell Man for coming i'm just gonna go put i think you were away actually or you weren't home yeah i don't remember but i took a little piece of like receipt and i wrote on the back uh thinking of you love you um sweaty i wrote yeah. and on the back of it i wrote fuck you sam and i put it in the funko and he texted me and he's like where'd this come from I'm like i don't know dude and he, he texts greg and tells him and he greg looks at the nose like yeah it's dan's handwriting just, just ruins it instantly i wanted him to like sit sweat a little <laughs> bit on it and of course daddy greg had to go and fucking ruin it because I, I sam's like 
Dan was like the only one, or Greg, that would. And I was like, well, I texted Greg, I texted Dan, and I was like, it might have been Micah. Yeah, that's why I said text Taylor. <laughs> I always just put Taylor. And by the way, guys, thoughts and prayers are Taylor yep, still. Thoughts and prayers. I'm um, just, uh, just uh, th- thinking of Taylor. Um, anyway. Ahmed Mahad. Alakbar. But yeah, I, I'm always aff- like, so we're going to Cooperstown next month. And yep. so you're, the thing in Cooperstown that's cool is. All down like the streets going to the Hall of Fame. There's all these little like mom and pop shops, and they sell a lot of sports memorabilia. There will be stuff like hockey cards and hockey memorabilia, and then you'll find random toy stores. And there'll be—I mean, it's—it's it's been a couple of years since I went, so some may have closed, especially in the pandemic last year. But like the, we went the one year for the Hall of Fame induction weekend, and we're at this table, right? It's Tommy Lasorda. Ernie Banks was at it. It's all these baseball Hall of Famers and uh, Jimmy Hart. The mouth of the South was sitting there. Hey, baby. He's got his fucking megaphone. I'm like, this is weird. There's literally five Hall of Famers at this table and Jimmy Hart with his megaphone. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer. That's true. That's a very good point. He's a WWE Hall of Famer, justly. Like yeah. Stable, stable section. No, I well, no, no manager. He was. I mean, he was around manager. forever. Yeah. I mean, managers always get inducted. I mean, he's in like the. If you, I mean, if you're doing like a Mount Rushmore of wrestling managers, it starts and ends with Bobby Heenan. Yep. It's Bobby Heenan first and foremost. He'd probably have to be on it. I mean, is he, Paul Bearer in there yet? He's in the Hall of Fame. He got inducted a couple but, years ago. Oh, I think you were talking about no. he was in the, the, um, the Mount Rushmore. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put Paul. I would not put Paul Bearer on the Mount Rushmore. No. Uh, I would. Mount Rushmore. Uh, a Mount Rushmore is like a fucking exclusive club because you can only put four people in there. Yeah, and you're talking about like the amount of wrestlers that like spawned you're talking off. About Sable, Paul Bearer. <laughs> Sable, um, no, Sable, to me, it's Sable was an escort. Nicole Bass. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, to me, it'd probably be Bobby Heenan. Uh, you got to put Paul Heyman in there. Yeah, at this Paul point Heyman now. has to, without question. Um, fucking slick. <laughs> no, Jimmy Hart for sure. Virgil. And um, <laughs> he was uh, a bodyguard and an enforcer. I'm trying to think who would be next. Um, like I want to round it out with somebody okay, good. You, okay, I'm going to tell you, it might be Jim Cornette. Could be. It could very well be Jim Cornette. Uh, he had a great fucking shoot about the China documentary. Yeah, dude, if you could, it, it, it's an hour. And he's maybe one of the greatest talkers in the history of the business to this uh, I day. I love him on uh, the and he shits on he ring. shits on stuff you like. Like he does not like the Bucks. He doesn't like these guys that oh they they kill the business. Yeah. But even if you don't agree with him, you could listen to him talk because he's great at it. That reminds me, my neighbor across the street's name is Matt Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just thinking, like I was like, it's a super kick ball. <laughs> shut yeah. up, shut up. Um. So guys, what else did you watch this week? Did you watch anything else that was interesting? I watched. Oh, so uh, <laughs> Sam's like. Not mad at me, but like I have HBO, so like they got the HBO Showtime channels. So sure, I'll scroll through them. I always end, and like they play like the same kind of movies. Yeah, like, I watched Cinderella Man like five times. Cinderella Man's a fucking great. I watched movie. Cinderella Man five times, Saving Private Ryan, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Those, and it's such a weird fucking. It's just such a weird combo, but I've been watching those four movies over and over again. Yeah. Did you get that? I've been watching Billy Madison, Happy well, Gilmore, Saving Private Ryan, and uh, I, Cinderella. Cinderella Man. I haven't. You know what? I love Cinderella Man. I've not watched that one in a while, no. and it's, I, it holds. It's it's great. I mean, that was when Russell Crowe was like in that realm where everything he was doing was fucking oh, awesome. Fatal with Hillary Swank. Shut up. And She's not hot. Perry movies. Um. So so you watch those four movies this week? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was last another two one, weeks. Maybe. What about you, Josh? Did you watch anything else? Uh, so I finished Loki. Um, no, I haven't watched The Avengers this week. Uh, I finished Loki. <laughs> Loki um, was great. I'm I'm in the middle, as you are, of a Sopranos watch through. I just finished season three. I am um, in season five. 
uh, where all of a sudden uh, it's when Tony B goes and kills Joey Peeps, yep. and the, the fucking headstone says Peeps on it. <laughs> um, Black Widow, I don't know. Yeah, it's been I two saw weeks, Black so Widow. We, we didn't talk about Black yeah. Widow last time. Dug it. It was um, good. Yeah, it was solid. Yep, yeah. uh, fun. And uh, it's not really a movie or a show yet, but I've watched the fucking Jackass trailer like ten times. Did you watch a trailer for Jackass no, Forever? No, I didn't. But I watched that Shark Week thing. Did you, did you guys see what's going on in Shark Week? No. They have the jackass guys doing a wakeboard oh, jump I, over sharks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've one never, of the guys gets fucking fucked up. By a shark or yeah, from the Yeah, because he stunt? was on the uh, Tony Hawk's podcast with Jason Ellis. Okay. It's called uh, Hawk versus Wolf. And uh, they showed this guy's hand like a... like He fucking got bit by a shark, dude. Dude, and, I've like, been hearing a ton of people getting eaten by shark stories in the last week. There was one in Brazil. Um, they Fucking dummy. And Brazil has, like, the most shark attacks every year because the water gets so murky down there. And the sand sharks and tiger sharks hang out down there. And the life, it says, like, don't go in the water. And the guy went in there to piss. And I saw the video of after. Oh, boy. He was was very dead. Lost his arm and lost from the kneecap down. What's the movie Black Hawk Down when they're going over the uh, ocean in the Middle East? And they're like, dude, these beaches are beautiful. How come there's no one in it? And they're like... You'll get eaten by a shark. Yeah, they have the tiger sharks there. So the other one I just heard, and this one is fucking horrifying. Um, A group of five people were sailing, um, and everything was fine. Then they ran into a storm. Boat capsizes. One of the women that falls out cuts her leg open, lands in the water, and these two, two people survived of the five. But they had to sit there and swim and listen to their friends being eaten alive by sharks. Yeah. And in the fucking the guts and the entrails of everything that was eaten, um, fuck the open ocean. I don't fuck with that shit. Kind of like me shitting in Upper Greenwood Lake. That's <laughs> it's exactly what it's like. Um, but uh, the Jack, you got to watch a Jackass trailer. Jackass okay. trailer. I had the landlord. I like the, I like the guy from Odd Future that's in it. Who? Uh, well, the, actually, I saw Machine Gun Kelly's in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no. Um, he was in uh, the Loiter Squad. Oh, oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, was, I forget his name, but uh, then there's also another guy that so they're replacing Ryan Dunn and Bam. Obviously, yeah, and Bam got fired. One guy's name's Poopy. <laughs> <laughs> so the one the the stunt at the end of the trailer, it's Danger Aaron, and he's like strapped to a chair and being duct taped to it, and he doesn't like fully know why. And I, I'm assuming, yeah. right? It's the impression you get. Well, and, because like he's sitting there and he's like explaining what's happening to him as it's happening to it. Um, so he's sitting in this chair, and then they start strapping him in. He goes, okay, you're strapping me into a chair. And then somebody dumps honey on his head. He goes, okay, and you're dumping honey on me. And then someone puts a salmon in his lap. And he goes, and salmon? And then the, the door starts opening, and you hear, Rrr. and a fucking bear comes out. <laughs> a gigant. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Um, so last, we watch a trailer, and then the landlord's like, I don't think I've seen Jackass 3. I was like, let's go. Yeah, so put yeah. that on. That move, that one has the only thing that ever made me gag in a Jackass movie. The sweatsuit? The sweatsuit cocktail. Ugh. That literally made me sick. That was disgusting. And it's like, and that's sober, Steve-O. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my first cocktail in two years. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the scene that I thought was the funniest in that, and it wasn't even like one of the, the stunts, when in the fucking bar with the fucking midget fight, and then the midget cops come in, and then the yeah, midget yeah. paramedics. Like I, I saw that with Josh and Jared, and Jared's laugh in the movie theater for that fucking movie makes it anything funnier when Jared's laughing at it. But I, I have to go see that in the theater. It's like, just, Johnny Knoxville gets like no credit, but like he gets a lot of credit, but like. His humor during like this. Oh, the little jokes the and little digs jokes. he makes. The the one where he's riding that big fucking bicycle that has like the big wheel and like it's <laughs> such a stupid skit, right? He's just like riding this big bike and like you're like how this isn't even really that funny. Johnny Knoxville goes and hits a, like a fucking cobblestone curb <laughs> yeah. with it that has a little bit of snow on it 
and he goes over the cobblestone <laughs> curb and hits his face dead on the fucking concrete and his head bounces up and he gets up and he's like, oh, I'm okay. My face broke my fall. It's such a stupid, like, it's so stupid. But in, it's just, in the first Jackass movie, when the first time we meet the old man and he just goes <laughs> goes into the store and he's just stealing things yeah, and yeah. he's just walking away and then he walks away and he goes, I was Long Chaney's lover. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> the, I agree that it's the little comments and lines that throughout it that fucking kill me. Uh, watch three again I was like damn Dunn was fucking great yeah. the fucking super glue yeah. on fucking Preston and and uh, Phil and then Bam just goes into Dunn's beard and grabs it <laughs> yeah. like dude I, I can't wait I don't care how old I am I will always laugh at these things like yeah. it's a shame that Bam's not in it but like everybody's like he oh. did it to himself and it sucks too because this is like definitively the last one yeah there's no way these guys and maybe they're gonna put some young guys in it that can you know well, take they did the mantle they have two new guys yeah there. so maybe they could do a new mantle of it and I, I don't want to say it won't be the same, but because who knows? Maybe it end, they end up being great at it, but yeah. and maybe Knoxville just oversees it, plays like the Jeff Tremaine role. He's def, they're all getting too old to do this kind of shit anymore. Well, Knoxville's gray, like yeah. In this well, movie, no, like. so I actually read this. Um, I think it was GQ did an interview. Rolling Stone did an interview with Johnny Knoxville. He's been gray since he was twenty one. Oh, okay. He's just been dyeing his hair, but he said during quarantine he just didn't do it for a while. And he's like, oh, because if you look in the trailer, his hair is fine during part of it, mm -hmm. and then halfway through it's gray. Yeah. But um, they're all too old to be doing that anymore. Like in the trailer, at one point, uh, um, Steve was like, "They say concussions are really bad for you, and after fifty, you really shouldn't have them." Good thing Knoxville's forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> and every movie he gets his ass kicked by a bull. Yeah. Um, I it just. It, it would be funny no matter how old I am, but that is such like an integral part of our childhood. And Jackass was the precursor to the modern consumption of like media because it was literally five second clips sometimes, like yeah, just yeah. something stupid. Like the first movie. BMX jousting. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, how, how many bad, of us? How, go ahead, go ahead. Before Johnny Knoxville had Bad Grandpa, like it was a Jackass game. Yeah, yeah. And so like it's kind of like SNL in a sense where they take the skits for sure, for sure. Into it. But the funniest thing that like made Johnny Knoxville the bad grandpa, like the idea of it, is he has a little kid at the bar, and the little kid's like he's giving him like whiskey out of yeah, his yeah, glass, yeah. and like he's smoking a cigarette, and the kid has the cigarette in his mouth, like he's gonna light it up, and like some hippie guy with long hair. And Johnny Knoxville's like, why don't you fuck off, hippie? And the little kid's like, yeah, fuck off, you hippie. Oh, dude, dude. Oh, that was he's like, your long hair won't hide your redneck, boy. Cross dude, this line. Dude, cross you cross the line. Cross the line. Cross the line. <laughs> in the third movie, when he's doing the grandpa, it was it's literally called Bad Grandpa in the third third movie. It's sucked in on my he's, he's like, you want him, me, call him. So in the third movie, this gets called Bad Grandpa. And he, they're just like, there's a, this black guy sitting at his table, like outside a coffee shop. And as old man, he starts making out with like a 50 what looks like a 15 year old girl he's grabbing her ass and as they're doing it they're just moving closer and closer to the guy sitting down he gets up and walks away and then they stop making out and he's like oh you take a picture oh sure sure yeah I want to get this picture of me and my granddaughter the guy's like I'm not taking this picture dude when the balls are hanging out dude well, I, the bad grandpa movie was funny too I laughed my ass off in that well, fucking the movie the first scene is like he gets his balls stuck in the vending machine <laughs> yeah like, dude people are like what the fuck dude I, I, so when the first movie came out we snuck into Abbey Cinema because that came out when we were in seventh grade. We I remember sneaking into Abbey Cinema, paid for a ticket for something else. And I think we paid for a ticket. I remember this. We paid for a ticket for Jimmy Neutron the movie and walked that into was a Jackass. Solid movie, actually. No, shut up. Um, <laughs> and I remember losing my shit at, ironically, when fucking 
he goes into the fucking hardware store and just takes the shit in one of the display toilets. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and he's like, the guy's like, you can't be shitting to that. He's like, oh. I'm almost done. And he's reading a newspaper. And the best was that he shit his pants in the van on the way. Yeah, he's and like, I can't hold it. <laughs> Dude. Dude, well, the, one of the funniest, well, that came from, they took uh, CKY. Yeah, of CKY course, of course. CKY videos, we ha- all had them downloaded on our Yeah, we, we all had and them. Morpheus yeah. or whatever. But they were like, uh, George Carlin has a thing. Did you ever see a guy running full speed <laughs> yeah, taking just, his shit? And, so and they then, took his much And it was Rab. And it was Rab, yeah. yeah. they took as much laxative as they can, and he's running full speed and shitting at Dude, the same just, time. Dude, I mean, it's like well, what, the, the stupidest the, fucking the, shit. The piss and shit stunt when he, um, when they, what was it? He, he uh, pissed on Dunn while he was sleeping. No, it was vice versa. I'm trying to remember oh, exactly yeah, when they were in the hotel room. Yeah, and uh, he, oh yeah, he got ra- he got done with the shit first. Like he wiped his ass and congratulations, and he just hits him <laughs> yeah. in the face with it. And then Dunn's all pissed off, and he's like, "Dude, I'm gonna get him back." And he's like, "Yeah, you should like cover him in jelly." He's like, "He put shit on me, and you want me to cover him in jelly?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I'm gonna fucking piss on yeah, him." Their dialogue before <laughs> Dude, the skits. So are so then Dunn is just standing over and pissing to the guy. It was so, the reaction was the best part. He's sleeping, and he does a, oh, 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 as he's getting his mouth pissed. Dude, just even when. His ass is hanging out of a moving van, and he's just shitting right yeah, out. It's stupid as the shit. shit dollar, the shit dollar. Do you remember oh that? Hundred dollar bill covered in duty outside of like an ATM, and a guy walks. By. <laughs> he goes to pick it up, puts it in his pocket. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> dude!" I was just thinking, like, there's an overpass, and they're throwing like the the body. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. It's just like a a fucking fake body and the truck hits it, it's like (laughs) Dude, dude. It just made me it just made me think of coffin flop. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, Vice did an article. Could coffin flop be a real show? (laughs) Yeah, dude. I would watch did you end up watching any more of I Think You Should Leave? No, because we couldn't find like the first season. You gotta hit more episodes on Netflix. No, we we did, and then it's like more episodes and it gives you all of season two, and then you have to watch it, and then like it's just a weird scrolling thing. We just Sam gave up. Try again, please. We're going to try again. I need, I need you to, just even on the opening skit, the yeah. job interview, you need it badly. Um, so we hung out a couple weeks ago, the bunch of us, to watch the Conor McGregor-Dustin Poirier fight. Yeah, that um, was awesome. Uh, I um, want to know against you on the show and picks now because I pick Poirier, you pick Conor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I listen, I've been kind of disappointed with Conor for a bit, but now it's just... It's embarrassing. Yeah, he's a fucking clown. He's he's threatening to... Listen, right after the fight when... The fact that he was able to even do an interview with his leg like that and was, was impressive, and I understand the adrenaline, so I'm a little more forgiving of him still flipping out because there's a certain amount of adrenaline that the pain is... Ma- they're being masked by the pain and whatever. But then did you see the tweets that he deleted? To Dustin Poirier? Oh, about his daughter? Yeah, yeah, Gonzo. Like, talking like he's going to kill his family and shit. And he's already on this path. I mean, he... he I hate thinking that this could happen to him, but the motherfucker just bought a Lamborghini yacht. What? Yeah. A Lamborghini yacht. And a yacht is one of the single worst investments you could make because it instantly... Most boats, you, you know, the val- you lose money on them no matter what. But a yacht, the maintenance you have to do on one of those things yeah. is fucking He's going to be crazy. the Allen Iverson at MMA. Dude, he could be Mike Tyson. Let's just yeah, be real. Yeah. Mike Tyson lost... Scotty Pippen lost a shit ton of money because all these guys are stupid with it. But... Well, I mean, to be fair, he did just make all that money on proper 12. Sure. I mean, he did make a shit ton of money, but... Well, his net worth was what? Like $300 million? He was the highest paid athlete in 2020. Oh, okay. um, Yeah, he, he's... I mean, he sold it for $280 million, and that's... And he's still the ambassador for the company, so he's still making profit off it. But, dude, like, 
I, I'm tired of hearing, oh, I was going to win the fight in the second round. The first one was a 10-8 round. Yeah. You got your ass whooped. And listen, it, it could have kept going, but I said to you when it came out where I, I was, I, I picked Poirier, but I thought it was going to go longer. But I said to you, as was coming out, I was like, he's losing. Yeah. Look at his eyes. I was, he looked like a guy that was trying to convince himself that he was the guy from four years ago. Yeah. Like that he was, even when he was walking into. I joined into, UFC shit posting. It, you, did you? Yeah, dude. It's fucking Oh, the great. memes? I've sent like you. all few, the Conor McGregor fans that are like. Oh, he was he Dude, was outboxing still, they're, they're, him. They're still crazy. Listen, like, he landed what? he landed a couple good shots, but clearly his power isn't translating. And poor, I'm I'm fully on. Actually, I just bought in honor of him and my friend Jeff. Um, I bought Dustin Poirier's hot sauce that's coming in this week. Well, you're uh, gonna say you bought Conor McGregor's NFT? No, I, yeah, I bought his <laughs> NFT. Oh my god, the broken. <laughs> I want the Haspula uh, trading card. Dude, did, oh, you, yeah. did you hear that fight is off? The Haspula oh, no. and other little person. I don't think any any. <laughs> well, Russia's a little different. Dude, Russia. I I gotta send you the videos of Top Dog because you need it so yeah, bad. Yeah, well, like I mean. If, the, if you can't get a fight sanctioned in Russia... No, it wasn't even about sanctioning. They couldn't find the money because of what they're asking for. So they're looking for someone to back it financially. Just let Putin step in or that Chechen warlord that they're all friends with. Just let fucking Khabib fucking... With Fedor. What's Fedor doing? Uh, he is about to fight again. Yeah, what, what about that guy, uh, the Pop Popoknik? Or whatever, the fucking rapper that tattooed his eyeball? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, did you ever see Strange Wilderness? Uh, I feel like you would like that a lot. Is that the one with... This, with no, I'm thinking of without a paddle. Strange Wilderness. So I gave this to Taylor on the show during quarantine. It's one of the worst funny movies you'll ever see. I think it's on Prime. Justin Long is in it. Jonah Hill. Um, the one friend from Saving Silverman, not oh, Jack Black, yeah, 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 where they're yeah, filming like okay. a wilderness documentary. Yeah, I think and, I have seen Dude, that. in the movie, Justin Long is like this gigantic stoner idiot. And they're in a meeting and they're talking to him and he's not responding. And he opens his eyes. He got eyeballs tattooed on his yes, eyelids. I did see that movie. Dude, you should watch it again because it's the wilderness scenes are the best. Like, they're doing a documentary on bears and because bears get their name from a football team in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best bad movies you'll ever see. Yeah, I like that one. But um, seen I am fully on board. I, I want Dustin Poirier to win the title because his resume is unbelievable. Con I like, I like, you know what? Honestly, he's now, a likable guy. Now that McGregor is out of the fucking picture, it's like we need to get Gaethje fighting. We got to get Chandler fighting. We got to get him dude. They're, it's, they're all gonna fight now. I don't know, but by the time Gaethje fights, it's gonna be over a year since his last fight. He yeah. last fought in October, and right now you can't book a fight for him for September. He won't have a full camp. Yeah. What is he waiting for? Like, well, I don't think it's him waiting. No, he apparently is the one that he's declined some fights. Oh yeah. Um, that's that's the rumor at least. And I, I don't fully understand why, like, if he's waiting for a title shot. And, I mean, listen, there's certain guys that I get waiting for a title shot. Like, I, I didn't have a big issue. We talked about this with Poirier saying he wanted Connor because he, I think he had such confidence he was going to win again. And he knew it was like, I'm going to get a bigger pay payday fighting Connor, not for the title, than I am against Oliveira. And that is going to be a sensational fight. Well, Oliveira. going to be happening before the end of the year, right? Yeah, I think they're going to. I mean, he came out pretty unscathed for the most part. Yeah. And they match up so well. It's going to be a great fight. Like, that's I, what I've been waiting for this division is to get this fucking McGregor out of the way because he, he held up the division. Of course for he did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that belt at 155 is going to change hands a lot. Yeah. Um, because I, I think Poirier is the best one. I, I think as far as well-rounded skills, uh, cardio, heart. That division is the hardest division too. And then you like look Dude, at the all of them can beat like, each other. You look at like the the fifth ranked guy and the sixth, and then you like you throw like a guy who you don't. Dude, even the, think dude, Islam, Dar Darius. Islam, 
And you're like, what? Benil Darus, Islam, that just fought on Saturday. Yes. And not, it submitted the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and he's trained by Khabib. Yeah. And... Um, I mean, Oliveira's incredible, and Chandler almost beat him, and Chandler could win that title. Our, our guy's gonna fight soon, right? The the fucking guy who got COVID real bad. Oh, Zabit, he's one seventy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's one seventy, but yeah, he's fighting soon. Um, but Poirier, the only thing missing from his resume is a championship, and even if he wins it and doesn't defend it, he has one of the best resumes in the history of one fifty five. When you look at who he's beaten, how he's beaten them, everyone but Khabib, yeah. and that's not they, no well, one that's beat a, him. That's why I feel about like Gaethje is like Gaethje was like you know on the up and up, and then you know he he lost a few fights before. Yeah, he rattled off a few big wins. Yeah, well, and then, it was, and then he fought Khabib, and he got Khabib, and he fucking lost to him. But I don't see like losing to Khabib as like. So the issue, the, I agree that losing to Khabib isn't necessarily a bad thing because you know Connor did better on the ground against Khabib than Poirier did, and no one thinks that he's a better jujitsu guy than no, Poirier no. is. But sometimes those kind of styles add up, and you have to look in the element of was Khabib just trying to punish him and things like that. But. With Gaethje, um, he had the big win against Tony Ferguson. The thing that I bothered me in the fight with uh, Gaethje and Khabib is how lost he was on his back. And it wasn't just because it was Khabib. It was that case where, you remember it used to be before like everyone was well-rounded that you put the wrestler on their back and they were useless. <laughs> like James Tony. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of like that. But like when you, if you were able to take down Mark Coleman... And you were able to take down like a younger Randy Couture. Yeah. They couldn't do anything off their back. And that's what Gaethje looked like because his whole game was, and the reason I picked him to be Khabib is he had never been taken down. He had this unbelievable takedown defense. He got put on his back and it was white belt, like embarrassing levels of jujitsu yeah. to the point where I think Connor would submit Justin Gaethje on the ground. Connor's actually underrated on the ground. If you, The second Diaz fight, he swept him a few times. He, he knows what he's doing down there, but he looked lost on his back. So going back to Oliveira and Poirier, it is such an interesting matchup because the thing that um, I've always criticized about Oliveira and why I picked Chandler to beat him is because he wilted in fights. Like he got pressured or got rocked and he gave up. Well, he got rocked by Chandler and he hung in there and he ended up winning the fucking fight the next round. Yeah. Unbelievable jujitsu, the most submissions in UFC history. Um, great, really good kickboxer, hits hard as shit. Um, and then you look at Poirier, you could say all those same exact things about him. Great jujitsu, great, great punching power, good kickboxing, and they both have cardio for days. Yeah, there's no Jim Miller. I know Jim Miller. You said to me Jim Miller is going to win four titles in four weight classes. Yeah. Okay. Great. I I would listen. I love I it. Jim I love Miller, Jim. I take him over Nagano. Hey, listen. Jim beat Oliveira once, and then he got smoked in the rematch. <laughs> um, but that's going to be that is a chance to be like fight of the year kind of stuff. Which we got, you know, that Sean O'Malley fight we watched at your house was fucking crazy. Yeah. Where he, just, I mean. It was a crazy fight, but he teed off on the guy. It wasn't even close. Yeah, no, but I, I, thirty seconds left. Come on, He's like Herb. Come on, Herb. Uh, I I get it. I, if I, you're gonna stop that, it should have been stopped, stopped between rounds. It should have been stopped. Fucking um, in, four minutes before. In good news for Josh. So on the uh, UFC card on Saturday, with oh, Islam yeah, yeah. fighting. Uh, someone very important in Josh's life came okay. back, came out of retirement. Yep. Um, a pioneer of women's MMA. Misha she sure Tate. is. Misha Tate. Um, <laughs> the famous line you had, 10 out of 10 would bang. Led to a fight. <laughs> I, I, Richie brings that up like every so often. Who did you say that to? <laughs> he said it to his wife. Oh. <laughs> I, I was at a UFC at Greg's. He was fucking shit-faced. And Misha Tate's coming out. And he's like, oh, yeah, Misha Tate, 10 out of 10 would bang. <laughs> and, and his wife's face, I was like, you fucking asshole. All right, so I got there, and, like, 
I had no intentions on even drinking that night, but I got there and Caitlin was like, who wants to do shots with me? And nobody was like, all right, I'll do shots. So I was like, okay, I'll do shots with you, Caitlin. <laughs> landlord. Uh, yeah, uh, landlord, it's fine. It's fine. Keep uh, going. Sorry. It's fine. Uh, so she so she breaks out the fireball and it's just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> or Jackfire. Yeah. I don't remember. Jackfire. Yeah. We went with Jackfire. Yeah, always. I was always like the main one. Yeah, yeah, we did like fucking five shots and then like I went and sat back down and it hit me right away. I don't know what it was. Or maybe I didn't eat that, that much was that the, day. That was the card when uh, she won the belt from Holly Holm, yeah. I believe. Yeah. That was bullshit. Why? I was so mad. Why? Because Holly Holm was piecing her up the whole fight and then got caught in a guillotine and fucking like... Three minutes left in the fifth round. Sure did. Sure I was did. so mad. I will say, did you watch the tape fight on Saturday? Or was uh, it yeah, I, know, I saw it. So, yeah. She looked great. Yeah. I mean, she was fighting a girl that was retiring post-fight, but I, her striking never looked that good, I thought. She looked uh, really good. I was happy for her. I mean... The, it, the fact that she's... She Nunez next. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She'll fucking knock her right back into retirement. I don't Dude, want that. I, I would not... Like, I... I don't think she would beat a single one, a uh, single like top one twenty five or Amanda Nunes, but she would beat some of them. She hits like a Mack truck. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, to which I I will never get out of my head what Amanda Nunes did to Cyborg. One of oh, the single yeah. most impressive performances, all things considered, I've she ever fucking seen. Chased her out of the UFC single handedly, dude. The, it wasn't even because I've seen I've seen uh, Cyborg get pieced up in kickboxing. Yeah, get rocked a little bit. I've never seen her flatline like that. Drop multiple times, and she's completely fearless. But going back to Tate, what, what I think is so impressive about her is the fact that this woman, since her retirement, gave birth to two children. Like, she just gave birth, like, nine months ago and is already back fighting. When fucking you got guys that, like, Bum -bum. They, they, get, they tear an ACL and they can't fight for two years. Well, Misha like, Tate needs to get her name back up because OnlyFans is a thing now. Yeah, I know. Um, there's a lot of the fighters on OnlyFans. Uh, Paige Van Diego Zandt. Sanchez. No, Diego's gone MIA entirely since that whole crazy. Fucking I, I thing. think. I think you. Uh, how do you fucking give up on the UFC when you have the most significant head strikes landed against you? He is the record. He <laughs> well, needs to keep that record alive. <laughs> He's got, dude. I don't know if anyone's passing it anytime no, soon. Maybe no. if Jim Miller keeps I fighting. Think, I think any normal person like Diego's like was a, a special breed of like tough. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when BJ Penn opened up his skull. He like, used to have a sick chin, man. He, yeah. he used to take beatings but and like, keep coming. Yeah, even his later years, he gets into like, they, they match up guys who are like the worst possible matchup for him because and he'll he just come out and throw in stupid and punches. bangs. And like most of the guys that he fights, like they, after they're done fighting him, they're like, either they're, they, either they, it launches their career or they're not the same fighter yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Um, I want to go back quick to things we watched this week. Um, and I, have, I need some relationship advice, okay. too. All right. We'll go to that next because I actually have some other things similar to that. Um, Josh, you watched Space Jam, too. I fuck yeah, I did. Okay. Does, did LeBron flop in that movie at all? No. <laughs> I'm not watching it. Then. <laughs> it's not realistic. <laughs> I'm not watching it then because that's that's been his thing the last 10 years is that he <laughs> is notorious for laying on the ground too long. Tell me which flopping. superstar isn't. No, <laughs> they but, all do it. But the thing is, is like... Michael Jordan was a tough motherfucker. Different game. They different game altogether. But like LeBron, I don't know. I just, Dude, if I was if I was an NBA superstar, I'd be flopping like a motherfucker. I'm getting the call every single well, time. Well, my favorite thing was like the Mets guy who got hit in the face. Pilar. Oh, Kevin Pillar. He was on the ground for 37 seconds. Yeah, and like LeBron got like his grazed on the forehead. And he was down for three minutes. <laughs> three minutes, and I'm like, no, it's true. I mean, listen. He hams it up. He, LeBron does what he does. Yeah. He if but if you're the dude, if you don't think Michael Jordan was playing in today's NBA, he wouldn't be flopping. You're high. Yeah. Larry Bird would. Magic Johnson be giving everyone AIDS. It would all go along. Well, like look at to Diante Tequimpo. That motherfucker don't flop. No. Well, he's dip, he kind of can't flop because he's he's greasy. 
That's fair. He's from Greece. He's greasy. Yeah. All right, so go on about Space Jam. All right, so uh, the premise of the movie pretty much is that uh, LeBron is a good, good coach but a bad dad. Okay. Uh, so he goes on this uh, meeting with Warner Brothers, and uh, Warner Brothers is being run by an algorithm now, and the algorithm is played by Don Cheadle. Uh, okay. So Don I Cheadle, heard they say algorithm a lot in the movie. Yeah. Well, his name is Al G. Rhythm. Oh, I thought I thought when I saw Don Cheadle in that movie that he was uh, War Machine. Nice. Nah, <laughs> yeah, he plays War Machine. He plays an algorithm. Uh, so <laughs> he plays the one that beat Christy Mann. So. Uh, so LeBron turns like the offer from Warner Brothers down to like do LeBron movies with this algorithm. He's like, "Nah, that's not me. I'm a ball player. I'm not a. I'm not an actor." <laughs> uh, and then um, the algorithm tricks him into getting sucked into the computer. Obviously, of course, yeah, yeah have to because uh, I guess the golf course was closed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, there's some meta stuff in there. He he sends him to fucking uh, to Looney Tune Land. He meets Bugs Bunny. And he's like, uh, yeah, this algorithm says I got to play a basketball game against him. Otherwise, he's going to keep my son forever. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, I got to. So I am not like down with the whole fucking the fact that adults are like upset about this movie. I think that's so fucking stupid because if the original Space Jam came out now, we would think it was garbage also. It's not for us. And today's kids and what I've read about the movie and heard about it's very chaotic and it's all over the place because that's what this generation is. They're on TikTok and they're on Facebook and they're on Instagram and they're going from video to video and it's 30 second clips. Um, What I did think was funny is they cut out the Pepe Le Pew scene Mm -hmm. but they put Clockwork Orange reference in it because there's a rape in Clockwork Orange. It's very ironic. Yeah. Um, but you said it wasn't terrible. For yeah, what it was, for what it, it was, was, it was fine. Like if you were a kid now, you'd probably like it. I was it. mildly entertained. I like the I like the meme where it's like LeBron goes four for five, and then like Michael Jordan went twenty two for twenty two. Oh my god! Well, no, oh, Skip. So Skip Bayless did a whole show episode about why this proves again that Michael Jordan is better. I was like, I mean, people that still entertain Skip Bayless drive me fucking crazy. All right, Skip. No. Um, oh my god, so Shannon. The, <laughs> Speaking of horsey to, to, face, Tony Hawk fucking says tells a story right when tony hawk hit the 900 and stuff like that yeah warner brothers reached out to him in real life and they're like okay listen you're like one of the biggest like athletes out right now you know 900 tony hawk's pro skater he said you're gonna be in the next looney tunes out of the like space Jam. yeah yeah and tony hawk said when they reached out to him he was like hell fucking yeah like a hundred percent in like no doubt about it he was gonna cancel up his schedule and shit like that and then he went over to Australia to, to film like some commercials and stuff and came back and was like, they're like, um, no, we decided against it. And like Tony okay. Hawk said that he was like heartbroken because like being in Space Jam is like such a big fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like, of course. And he's like, he loves Space Jam, even though he was a little bit older than, you know, than we were when we. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that would have been fucking awesome if they did that. Well, now they're talking about making a Space Jam 3 with um, The Rock, I believe. Okay. I don't know. Like, imagine a wrestling Space Jam. Does this. Does Disney own WWE? No. No, but not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> They're going to own everything soon. Um, <laughs> so I have no interest in really watching it. I'm tired of the fucking debate about it somehow makes him worse than Michael Jordan because of a kid's movie. Stupid. No, well, I mean, Michael Jordan never really told you about his political views. And I feel like everybody's so woke nowadays and he had the barbershop show and they're all talking about like oppression and this, that and the other thing. And like, yes, it's a, it's a real thing. But I don't want to hear it from a millionaire's mouth. I'd rather hear. I agree from with the that completely. Gutter. I want to hear from, like some of these NBA player players are from the gutter. Like Ron Artest used to play basketball in Brooklyn, and like I knew a guy who worked with Ron. Like 
who a guy that I worked with played with Ron Artest in Coney Island, and they like they would just play street ball, and he's like those motherfuckers would would fight. Like you you put money down to play on the court, and if you didn't pay up, there was straight up fist fights and guns and shit. Like like that's I want to hear from Ron Artest. I don't want to hear political views from LeBron. I don't want to hear political views. From pretty want, much any want, sports athlete, and it doesn't have to be just because they're they're woke or they're they could be MAGA. The same thing. Why? In, we've said this a thousand times. In what world does someone that is worth hundreds of million dollars relate to the common man? Yeah. I don't care where they came from. So, they're so far removed from that. This is the one area where I'll compare the movies is in the opening scenes. Okay. So it opens the same way. LeBron's a little kid. Uh, his mom's dropping him off at his basketball game, and uh, he's upset that his mom can't be there. But you know, she's a single mom. She works four jobs. So LeBron sits down at the gym, and then his teammate comes up, and he goes, hey, my dad just got me the new Game Boy Color. You can have my old Game Boy. So he's sitting there <laughs> playing his Game Boy, and the coach is like, James, put that thing down. You got you to gotta play. <laughs> so, you know, they lose the game. LeBron misses the last shot. And um, this is where I'll compare it. This is this, the opening to Space Jam, the original, was so much better because he's playing basketball. His dad's there. You know the story about Michael, jo- Michael Jordan and his dad. You know he uh, yeah his gambling debts got his father murdered yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know the 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 movie opens up with uh, Jordan going up for the dunk but you never actually see it happen and then the montage of his career happens after that in the new Space Jam LeBron's coach yells at him for playing Game Boy before the game and that's why we lost and then it, the the moment the the slam dunk moment is LeBron throwing the Game Boy in the garbage and then it goes off to the fucking collage montage of his uh, basketball <laughs> One thing I like need LeBron to is great because he didn't play Game Boy. Well, one thing I need to know is, did they have? <laughs> I believe I can. No, no, no. You can't have R. Kelly and stuff. <laughs> you can't have Pepe Le Pew. You can't have fucking R. Kelly. Think about how monumental that song was at that time and it was the fucking Space Jam soundtrack. You know what I think is funny about that though because I believe you watch the original video of that there's I mean listen the original but in the movie in the context of the movie I believe I can play play, played at the stupidest moment. Uh, So fucking Newman comes out of the spaceship and he reintroduces everybody at the fucking baseball diamond the Michael Jordan and he comes off the fucking spaceship to play baseball and I believe I can fly. Is playing in the background. Like this has nothing to do with basketball right now. Is no, it? he was a, he was a, he was a scratch baseball player. He wasn't bad. Oh, listen. Anyone. And this goes for Tim Tebow too. The, to go into the minors, it's still a level of professional baseball. And if you could hit over two hundred after not playing baseball for years, yeah. that's fucking impressive. Oh yeah. I don't care if Jordan had gotten into baseball earlier, he probably would have been a decent player. Yeah, probably. Um, Tim Tebow would have been a decent DH because he still can't throw a baseball, just like he couldn't throw a football. I feel like I feel like the only thing that made him go over two hundred batting average in the minors was his competitive spirit. Like honestly, like I'm not going to be fucking showing up by this motherfucker right here and there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, anyway, I have. So, okay, let's hear it. So my fiance is going on a trip. Yeah. Okay. She's going with one of her single friends. Uh oh. For like four days. Uh, is this single friend I know? Yeah. Okay. And like it's, I don't care that she's going on a trip, and she's like, oh, you know, I haven't been on a vacation in a while, but I, I'm a little tentative about it because like, listen, I know what goes on in Ocean City, Maryland. Sure. And she's like, oh well, I'm going with her family and stuff like that, but it's two different. Uh, mindsets when you go out when you're a single attractive girl and then when you're engaged of course you know what i mean so like i was like oh how many people are going to be there and it's mostly family members it's not really so it's basically going to be her them two going out to bars and shit and i'm like i'm not thrilled about it it might it might just being too um okay okay let me just okay so a couple things here 
How much do you trust her? I trust her 100%. Okay. So that right there, you should reel back the hesitation you have a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Second off, is she going to be going out getting loaded the whole time? Well, that's what, that's the thing is that, like, I know she's hasn't been on vacation in a while. Sure. And you're gonna she's going to have fun. You're going to kick a few back. The thing is, is that I don't... Like, I don't want her to get into a situation where maybe her friend shacks up with somebody and then that guy friend has another friend and then she's in a weird, curious yeah, spot. Yeah. Like, am I just, am I overthinking it? Like, I trust I, her, but well, like, okay. I know because I was a single guy and I wouldn't be deterred from a fucking wedding ring, you know? Um, so, okay, so this, this is where I think the psychology of it you have to look into. So, would you be entirely faithful out on a similar kind of trip. Yes. Then you should not worry about anything. Now, the things you are worrying about, I think, that you do have to think about, and if you think she's a smart girl, which I think she's a smart girl, is obviously people doing things like drugging drinks and things along those lines and taking advantage. If you trust her and you believe she's smart and she has a level of awareness, I don't think there's anything you should be worrying about. And if you trust her, you really shouldn't be worrying. You could worry about her, but you don't have to worry about her decision-making. There's two different things. And and listen, worrying about your significant other on vacation has nothing to do with thinking that they're going to, like, cheat on you or anything like that. That's just general concern. That could be them going to fucking Ohio to go to a fucking, uh, some random convention. She could worry about you just the same way going to a hockey card convention in Canada. (laughs) But she trusts you. And let's be fair here in the grand scheme of things, you're probably less trustworthy than her based on track (laughs) record. Yeah. <laughs> is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I think it, she's never gone away without you, right? Well, yeah, no, she goes on trips. She's But, like, me and her, we haven't been on, like, a proper vacation, like, since we've been dating. Sure. I've always been working, and then when I'm not working, I And then no there was money, COVID on top of it. And then there was COVID. And, like, we've never gone away from, like, a Sunday to a Sunday or, like, a Sunday to a... You know, we never went on, like... We've gone on, like, extended weekends and stuff like that together. But, like, she, she goes off for like an extended weekend for like a bachelorette party and stuff like that and I just you know just keep up but like I didn't know about this and like it's coming up like next week and I was just like oh well that's soon because like one of our other friends backed out and then I was like well is this like a thing that I'm supposed to be going to and like we're going for her like a birthday party uh, this Monday I have to take off work because we're going on a Sunday night because that's the only time her friend can take off so we're going for her birthday and then the week after is when she's going down for four days and I'm just like I've been so burnt out because of well, I think that's so probably playing. That's probably playing parties. into how you yeah. feel on top of it. Is yeah. that you're burnt out and you're like, maybe I'll finally have a chance just where it's just us and we can do something together and you're going away, kind of thing. And but ultimately, I I I think it'd be weird if you didn't have somewhat of like a hesitation. Mm. But have you expressed any of this to her? Yeah, well, I did, and she got upset, and like I could tell that like she's she, like she thinks you don't trust her. Yeah, and it's not like that, but she's had, like, controlling boyfriends in the past. Sure, and that brings up those kinds of feelings. And she's, like, she's had boyfriends that, like, if she said, oh, I'm going out to... No, you're not. No, no, you're not. And I'm not that guy. Yeah, well, I I think... But, like, the the fact that I hesitated, I could tell that she hesitated about it. But, like, it was just, like, it's brought up, like, last minute, and I'm, like... So, I think, and maybe it has something to do with the friend, too, because the friend does, like, you know, flirting and doing all those kinds of things. Yeah, she's she's not, like... I've been out with her. Of course. You know, but she's, but she's not. She's, getting, she's the kind of girl that if I was a single guy and I saw her at a who bar, your your fiance or my the friend, fiance or the friend, yeah, sure. Like, and uh, and I'm out and about and like you know Sam always wears a ring and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know I'm not too worried about her. But like it's her like you know 
when you go out and like especially Ocean City, Maryland's like a fucking you're an attractive party. girl. People are gonna be buying yes, you drinks. Yes, people Which, are gonna be buying you. I just don't want her to get into a situation because I'm powerless. Like if it was down seaside, I could be down there in two hours. I could bash some skulls well, okay. if I had to. First off, in those kind of situations, make sure she has yeah, pepper spray or a knife or something. Yeah. Like legitimately, that's something that you should have regardless as a woman because it, um, as men, we don't have to worry about walking to our fucking cars and what could yeah. happen. You know what I mean? I think that's something that women yeah. should have in general. If you want, I'll go. Uh, I'll check at the uh, the less lethal laws in Maryland, and I'll get her a taser if you want. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. It's not, it's not a bad idea. I mean, yeah. something because if, if you trust her entirely, and I think you do, and she trusts you entirely, which again, that's saying a lot. Yeah. And that's not no offense on that kind no, of thing. I know, but I, I, she knows your history, yeah. and she knows your history of some of her friends too. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. So that's what I mean. But she trusts you, and you trust her. I think that your feelings are normal. And it's okay to feel that way. And I just think that you, one of the problems that you're probably having and that's probably helping that probably helping you feel this way more is that you don't know how to fully express why you feel this way to her. Yeah. And it's kind of like bottling up into something else, more or less. Yeah. But, I, I mean, listen, the, the landlord's gone away without me. She's gone out with some friends that I, I've, I'm not crazy about at yeah, times. Yeah. And I'm like, she tells me, she's like, oh, yeah, this, this guy was buying us drinks. And I was like, cool. I was like, yeah, I don't I care. It's, it, no, no. I, I'm like, no. If she's doing that, I'm watching. Um, <laughs> Can you FaceTime me right yeah, now? I'm like, oh, cuckold Perosi. Um, but it, in the, like the mad real world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had sex with Katie, too. And then the guy, the Correction. Guy, the, the yeah. I saw had sex with Katie. She's like, she has her phone out, and the guy's like, what? Why is there this white dude's asshole? <laughs> it's, so, no, I, I don't think that's... Uh, what you're saying is pretty normal. Um, you know, and I've, even, had, I've had relationships where I've had zero trust. And like, if like a girl told me she's going out on a vacation, I'm like, 100% she's It's weird out. having full trust. It, yeah, it, it, it yeah. is a weird feeling when you've had those bad relationships and then you have someone where you don't fucking worry about them at all. Like, yeah. where you're just like, whatever. So, my ex before the landlord, who you knew pretty well, yeah. wa- was insane about anything I did. Totally crazy. Anything I did. So like, if I, was com- <laughs> if, I, if I was liking a picture of Ashley Galimi that she posted, fucking ballistic on me about it. It was any little thing. Like, I'm sleeping, I wake up, she's going through my fucking phone. Like, things like that. And I'm like, I didn't fucking my dad just died. You think dude, I'm cheating? That's the kind of girl that I used to fucking dude, go. There, Same, there, there obviously. Was, there was a time, like after they broke up, maybe like two, three weeks after they broke up. We all worked together at Best Buy, right? So I leave work, and she had left work like two hours before me. I left work. She was waiting for me at my car. Hey, um, do you think that you could like bring me to Dan's house? Because like I think it was coming over for UFC after that, and I was like, "What do you mean, bring you to Dan's house?" She goes, "He won't answer my call, so I kind of want to just go." And I know that you're going there, so... And I was like, get the fuck away Dude, from no, me. No, I'm it was, not taking you anywhere. And, th- and th- there was zero reason for zero trust, and... I it was just it was constant so I you know I went from that kind of thing literally up until the landlord every girlfriend I had and you can attest to this from uh, Carissa Andrea and so on were fucking batshit I loved yeah. it and it goes back to um uh, the the every Freudian thing everyone wants to fuck their mother <laughs> like <laughs> there, were, there were times there I'm like yo like. I should probably say something. Yeah. And then the one time I did say something, we didn't talk for like a couple of months yeah, after yeah. that. Because of Carissa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a problematic one. Um, yeah, fucking, oh, Jesus. I, I was dating a girl where like I was like, I fell for her like the first time we hung out and that should have been a red flag because I banged her like the first time we hung out. And yeah. And like, I went to like, I'd go to bars, she'd be, everybody knew her and she'd be going out during the weekdays and stuff and I'd be working. So like, 
then I started like missing days of work to go out and get her gifts and stuff like that. And I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, and like, you haven't you haven't answered my text. Oh, I fell asleep. She was getting banged by like half the fucking town. I found out. See, and that that's gonna add trepidation to the kind of thing you're asking about. Yeah, that yeah. experience. But knowing your fiance, who I, I fucking think the world of, I think that you. I mean, what what are you gonna do while she's gone? What's your plans? <laughs> I'm gonna be working. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm so gonna be what what days dead. of the week is she leaving again? Like she leaves on what day and comes back uh, what day? Leaving on a Sunday and coming back on like a Thursday. Dude, that's not too bad. At that's least not, it's not bad on at a all. Weekend. Like, and the other thing that is a, a, a positive factor for you here is that I think the friend that she's going going with also loves you. Yeah. Like she really cares about you. Yeah. And that should be all the more reason for you to be like, what am I fucking worrying about? Yeah, no, and that's the thing is that I just needed the reassurance. Yeah, no. I want to I make sure that, like, I'm not being, like, too overprotective and shit and like that. Because I've been that way. Dude, and listen, and you also don't want to be the person that when she goes away that you're checking in on her every fucking two seconds. No, don't like Don't that. be that guy. And also, if she's hitting you up every two seconds, you tell her, like, dude, you're on vacation. Have fun. Like, don't yeah. worry about me. And... I, I, if you have 100% trust in her and she has 100% trust in you, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. But so I should call up some... I some should, whole, I should, some I should, whores. I should, I should put my Tinder... So I think if you were going to cheat... I think more. if you were going to cheat, you, it has to be a guy. Yeah. Because I don't think that's I'm really sick cheating. sick of fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> are you sick of fucking pussy or sick of fucking Both. pussy? Both. <laughs> um, so it was a, a similar conversation. Actually, no, not really. But it's about relationships in general. So um, we were in a group chat with Richie the other day. And we're talking kind of like about relationships. And Manfred wasn't replying for a little bit, I'm assuming, because you were working. And all of a sudden, he comes in with, get on this, do this, do this, do that. And I'm, I'm just thinking, like, it, if we were single now, oh what it God. would be like. I'd have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about, like, AIDS, like. I'm I'm gonna die. Like, like you're gonna coming. get really bad AIDS. Yeah, like the worst kind. Exactly. Okay, I think there's different kinds of AIDS, right? Is that science? Sure. I'm getting the monster. But so if you're someone, so I'm looking at someone like Richie. But there's a difference between guys like us and guys like Richie, where we have different levels of game. Well, Richie doesn't even know where to plug in the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a lot of that attests to like being in a relationship right out of high school. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, when you're in a relationship when you're 21, and I, t I say this to a lot of people is that you don't get the hands-on experience of when you're first 21 and you're going out and you're Correct. going to look for girls. You kind of pick up like a kind of like a sense of how the things go down. Mm -hmm. And like my my biggest thing when I used to go out in the beginning like of 21 was I feared rejection. I, I feared that like I'd go up to a girl and she would say no. When I broke that, when I like got, got that out of my that. head and like I had approached Free a range. girl, then it was like, well, the worst she's going to do is say no. And then there's five other girls here that I could talk to. Exactly. Um, so when you see someone like Richie, and it I'm not even just talking about Richie in general, but... I don't know whose water this is. I'm drinking it. I think it just bit, was here since two weeks ago, so it was mine. Um, mm. So when I look at someone, it doesn't have to be Richie. It could be anyone we know that, you know, has been, like, singled for a prolonged period of time and doesn't really have... Like, maybe they go on some dates, but it never works out. Um what would your, like, if you're their wingman, how do you handle it? Well, wingmans, are, you always need someone who you're close to, right? You need someone who, like, for me, I never break the ice 
breaking the ice was the hardest thing for me. So I had a friend Adam from up the mountain. Yes, and like he, we know we went to elementary school with yeah. Adam. <laughs> so he would be the one who would initiate. Sure. So he would. He initiate. was the icebreaker. The icebreaker. I don't best. know if you know this about us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we're from up the mountain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to give out what you just said. Adam, me. Adam from up the mountain. Do yeah. you know him? <laughs> well, I'm being more listener friendly. <laughs> yeah, sure. So anyway, like he would break the ice, and then I'd go in and I'd start the conversation, and I have the gift of gab once I get going. Yeah. And then like I just start with the compliments. I'm like, oh my god, like I can't believe like how beautiful you are. And, like, <laughs> so I, it, I would tell them by the end of the night if I'm not telling the girl I love you at least three times, then I'm not that into you, because like I've been around you telling that. people you love them quickly and yeah. how beautiful they are. And then like you just persistence, like you know, like people are like oh don't text right away. I would just text them that night as soon as I got their number. Sounds I text like Darren Sharper over here. I text them. <laughs> I would text them that night and I'd be like. Hey, I hope you had a good night. It was very nice to meet you. And, like, I keep it short. But, like, you know, knowing that I'm there. And then, like, maybe a day later, like, the next night. Yeah. You know, we should go on a date sometime and just be persistent because the so girls I think people forget like, about you. Like, like Richie and some of these other, the biggest problem they have is the opener. And that's the easiest thing. Like you said, when you have someone like Adam that could be yeah. that opener. Like, I don't give a fuck, so I like being an opener. Like, I, when we were in AC, well, now, I did that for a quad. Yeah, well, now, <laughs> now that I'm... Like I'm in a happy relationship and everything like that. I can be the opener easily. That's and that's exactly what I was doing in AC with Quad yeah. and Bob and all them. And I intentionally like I was telling Quad like I got them in here and I talked to him and he wasn't doing it. So I pushed into him. So he spilled his drink on her or she spilled her drink. I was like, oh dude, I guess you got to buy her a drink. Look mm-hmm. what you did. And there they were. And then they were hooking up that night. Yep. Um. So it. So th- that's on a one night stand kind of thing, right? Or like you meet someone and maybe you talk to them for a little while. But in the context of looking for a real relationship, if you were single right now, how are you doing it? Well, <laughs> I like to be depressed, Manfro. Yes. <laughs> now, it, no, self-deprecation is maybe the greatest tool when you're trying to seek out an actual partner, so, I like, think. For me. So I would. there would be times where like I felt like if I went like a month without having any kind of sexual relationship Whether with a girl. Whether it's a hand job, blow job, sex. Yeah, any kind of... If I don't get any for like a month, that you was ever, like... You ever get a foot job? No. I, there was, there, I've had... Come Have you given like, one? No. I've come, I've come across girls that like were really into feet and I'm just like... yeah, That's keep, fucking keep weird to me, man. fucking feet's away from me. Look at the size of that ham hog. Yeah. But like, I would get into these funks like where like I felt like, okay, I'm not talking to anybody. There's, my phone's not blowing up and I'd go out one night and then there would just be like another girl and like she could just they can just like sense the desperation on sure. you. Sure. It like reeks off of you. And then like you start talking to them, and then next thing you know, you're fucking connected, and then you're talking. And then like the Tinder, when that came into play. Game and, like, changer. Game changer. Because like it takes the, all the legwork out of it. Yeah. And then you meet these girls, and like there was a lot of times where like I would meet these girls, and they look nothing like their pictures. No. Uh, and that's the thing. Like I've heard girls say guys do this too. But remember back in the day, it was called MySpace Angles. Like, girls were fucking great at it. Like, they they were good at shaving off, like, and listen, this is not me fat shaming, shaving off 50 pounds, shaving off three chins, and suddenly... you couldn't see anything under their tits, because their tits would be pushed up like... They were really good at it. No, their knees. Their knees would go under their shirt and look like they had big old cleavage, and they never did. Um, I got got hosed on Tinder dates a couple times where I was like, wow, 
I would fuck your picture. Like, <laughs> but then you see, and a couple of them, like uh, one girl, she was actually like a cute girl, but she clearly did things in her pictures to make it look like she had bigger tits. Yep. That she, so in her picture, it looked like she had, she was you know, a little bit thicker, but she had big tits. But then I get there, her tits weren't that big, and this motherfucker was nursing like a Mick Foley body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's happened to me a few times. And then like when it happens and they actually, when a girl's like 100% committed to you, like, and like, you're like, yo, come over tonight. Yeah. And like you've only you've never met this girl in, in, but she's coming over and like, that, that's anxiety city right there. And you're like, what the fuck's gonna happen when she gets here? Is my house clean enough? Like, like what, what if she? And then is she a, gets there and she's like, nothing like her pictures. She's so in a picture. Still, let's say, let's you're say in the still picture. Still gonna do it. Yeah, I agree. You put <laughs> no, no. so much fucking legwork. I agree. Into it and she's you built there, up the nut and you and, gotta get the nut out. And like things like that is like you gotta just kind of plant the seed it sounds like a fucked up thing to say but you gotta like you know bang them out a little bit i i agree with that so the way i looked at it when i was single um i always had like i would say we'll just see because I, this is my analogy for it i had five girls i was talking to right yeah and i would <laughs> I had like the three on the back burner and the two that i was so into. <laughs> yeah so that's kind of what it was and the way i would look at it is like a poker hand like, and then there was a couple that I was like on the, besides the five, like in the yeah. hole, the river, we'll call it, <laughs> playing Texas Hold'em, where I, mean, I could swap this out and this one looks good. And generally two of them, there was real potential with, yeah. like not even just, even beyond just sexually. Like I was kind of into them. I got along with them really well. And you would see what that hand was and which one was the best to go with. Yeah. And who was the ace in the hole more or less. Yep. So, the, you know, when I see someone that like, you know, doesn't have the game opening, and maybe doesn't even have game outright, which it, in a nutshell is Richie, right? Yeah, you can like, lose that. You like, can lose that from years of dating. Yeah, well, I and I agree with that. Like, there's exceptions to the rule. Like, we have a really good um, friends. We're, we're really good friends with them. That they've been together since high school. They're married, and they they're the only they've only been with each other. Yeah. And friend Justin from Best Buy, same thing. He's only been with her. Um, and they're they're happy. You love her too because she was stealing wine at Ralph's wedding. She's uh, mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also t- tried marrying Courtney the night of her wedding, also. Yes. Um, but. But, uh, Almost got my ass kicked by a couple guys. Too. <laughs> so when I, I think about like someone like Richie, like I feel like he probably would be better off on the dating apps and tra- trying to dip into the well at work. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bad idea. You don't shit where you eat, and you certainly don't shit where I eat. Well, that's the thing. It's like you have to put yourself. I put myself in his shoes a lot, and I'm oh, like, dude, okay. you want to kill yourself? <laughs> yeah, uh, like I want trees to fall down on me. Yeah, no. So like I, I, did, I put in my head. I'm like, all right, what would I do if I'm just like I just got up and left all my friends? Right, so I wouldn't have a fucking wingman. And move halfway across the country. Yeah, I move halfway. Like you know, well, it's he's ten hours, eleven hours. It's, it's far a enough. Long way, where like I'm not just gonna go up there on a like on Richie a man far from home. Yeah, so like I think about what I would do in that situation. First thing I would do is download Tinder or yep. something like that. And people who are on Tinder, they're like, I'm not paying that extra ten dollars a month. I paid that extra ten dollars a month, and it's worth it. Yeah, well, you I get a lot more matches, and like you can super like people, and like. When a girl gets super I, liked, I think I like, was Whoa. off Tinder by the time super like was yeah, a thing. Yeah, well, it was like you had to pay a little extra money, but I was mowing yeah. them down. And, I like, you know, I, I actually started going on, like, like first it went from, like, just, like, casual hookups. Yeah, to, like, sexting. I was it's probably go- a lot of sexting. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, uh, you you seen my dick now, do you want it or not? <laughs> and, and usually they said no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess you'd call that a dick. <laughs> I hear the term sexting now, I just think of the, the, the one The Bo line. Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> what if now you think I'm implying your vagina is as big as a Ferris wheel? <laughs> I like the internet song. Yeah, oh my god. That's the you best. love it, whore. <laughs> don't, don't, don't act surprised. You know you like it, you whore. Yeah. So, like, I, well, well, I don't even know what I was trying to say. 
but I'm gonna try it anyway. You start getting like relationships that are like more substantial. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like you're like Holy it's a consistent shit. line of communication with the person. But like you would never have that unless you you weeded through some of the shit ones. Well, you got to take your shot. You got to yeah. you got to take a lot of shots when you're single. So I shot my shot. I met some like really great girls, and I've always self destructed. Like when I when I felt like I was getting somewhere where I could see a future with a girl. Yeah, yeah. Just totally self destruct. Totally go back into my depression hole. And fucking then start the the loop over and over again. But if I was in Richie's shoes and I was totally fucking alone, basically, I had some coworkers and stuff. If my buddies were like, "Oh, let's go out and have a drink," I'm going out with them nine times out of ten, and I'm getting Tinder and I'm just trying to make relationships. So I think that, uh, and this is going to be me defending Richie a little bit here. And this is obviously a hypothetical defense because I don't know if this is the truth, but we are at that age where most of the people you're going to meet, especially in a professional work setting are probably in serious relationships. Yeah. They're not going out to bars and things like that. And the people that are, aren't people you're necessarily going to meet at work. So I, I a lot younger than you. Uh, exactly. Single, and yeah. I agree with you completely that I would be on the all the dating apps. Like last time I was single, it was it was Tinder, Plenty of Fish, okay, Cupid, and now it's a Bumble for Richie. Grinder would probably be really good. Um, <laughs> I said that in the chat to him, th- hoping that he doesn't know what it is and to see if he downloaded it. Um, but, and then it's, it's I think that, like I'd move down there and I'd go on and I'd be like, just moved down here from New Jersey. Don't really know anyone. Looking to meet some people. See, uh, you know, learn about the city. That kind and of thing. Probably think you're Prince Nassim from Africa trying <laughs> to steal their fucking social security number. In <laughs> <laughs> the bottom, like, please ask me. If, uh, please uh, let me know if you have questions about your extended warranty on your car. Well, like if I was Richie, I would make like my profile something funny. I'd be like, I'm not a Mexican. <laughs> I am Italian American. See, but this is the thing. So many of these girls, and we learned this from Taylor recently when he was on there. A lot of the girls in the dating apps now. It, and I guess on some of them, uh, you can instantly put not to be matched with anyone based on political views. So oh, something like that. that. Yeah, dude, you got to realize you haven't been single for a while now that <laughs> the, the landscape of this has changed. But I agree that it should be something funny. I believe that when you're single, as an adult especially, when you're younger, the self-deprecation can come off almost pathetic. But as an adult, I feel like they feel like you have a better understanding of your own life and things like that. Richie does self-deprecation pretty well, actually. Yeah. Like, he makes fun of himself. And that's... That's what it should be. Now, I, if I were him, I mean, dude, if I were him, honestly, I would not be against. And he, you know, the other thing that we have to consider here that we were forgetting, he moved down in the middle of a goddamn pandemic and the social aspect wasn't really there the same way. No. That's part of it. But, dude, go to a fucking bar one night. Watch a game there. Like, yeah. do something like that and just start talking to people. Well, like, if you want to meet, like, a fucking church girl, go to church. If yeah. you want to meet a fucking, like, a smart Punk girl, rock girl, go to a punk rock show. Go, go to libraries. Go to punk rock shows. See, see like... You, you, you want to meet a girl that's into sports, go to a sports bar. I would find girls, like... Sometimes I'd go on, like... I'd be at the bar. I'd be striking out with everybody. I'd go on the dance floor. I'm not really feeling dancing. And, like, you know, you'd always, like, look around and see if you can, like, get in. Like, sure. Start dancing. But that, like, that shit gets corny. I go to the bar one time, and I just see a girl there, and she was sitting there by herself and she's like oh I'm here with my sister you know and I'm like oh you know that's cool like can I buy you a drink and there you go I started like a fucking three month relationship with the girl she went to London and she's like you call me when you want to grow up and keep this fucking relationship going and I was like I told Sam about this story it's like the first time when a girl like really fucking hit me with like a hammer like you have to grow the fuck up yeah and then like you get that you get those life experiences you get those dating experiences just like you're not gonna do it just sitting there and being like no i don't want to go on tinder or like even just spending a little money on a dating app you think it doesn't work but you're gonna get fucking matches and it might not be the fucking jennifer aniston walking through the room well that's the thing i think a lot of like single friends that people that 
and I'm not, not Richie, but other friends You're of ours. The pussy on a pedestal. That, well, <laughs> certain people have standards that they really like. I want to know where you think you're meeting a woman's standards. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and it's not Richie. That actually is not directed because Richie, he he's a funny guy. He he's not a bad looking guy. No, he he's you know he's he's dumb like us. But like Richie does stuff that like I don't do, which would be beneficial Wait. to me. Like. Hiking, yeah, he and does. Like he, outdoors, he's, he likes he, to travel. Well, he's very, he's very adventurous. Who he fucking packed up and went to Ireland on his own. Like girls, like, fucking melt for that shit. Yeah, and if I did half the shit that he did, I would have like supermodel. Pussy, I, I would you know love, I, mean? I would love just to go down there for a month Single, and try to like coach him K- through Caitlin, it. Caitlin and Sam are gonna give us, me and Dan, a month pass. And we're gonna see what we can do with them, dude. I would, I would love to. I, I've thought about that. Like, if I had a month, <laughs> what would happen? AIDS, AIDS, dude. AIDS, a lot of stuff. I might be, I might transition. <laughs> like, but I, I mean, if I had a month down there at Richie, just to like anyone, just guide them. I would love to. Yeah. And where they have to listen to me unconditionally. That's the thing. I want to be like control. I want to be Oz. I want to be controlling from the blinds, like saving Silverman. I'm gonna shock collar you and set you on fire if you're doing things wrong. Like everywhere you go, everywhere in the whole fucking country, basically, there's a spot. There's a spot that has nightlife, right? In Columbia, sure. South Carolina, I'm sure. It's a dude. South Carolina is fucking great. And like, you just gotta find the club spot. Like, you gotta find where everybody's hanging out. Everybody's like happy and shit. Go out there, get a hotel room for the fucking night. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, and he... You might not necessarily have friends, but you will make friends eventually. Yeah, I mean, it's... Do a fucking bar crawl. You know what I mean? There's a million things you could do. I mean, with with social media now, uh, there's all different groups you can join where you could kind of connect with people and go to all these different things. And there's there's no reason that as a a single person anywhere shouldn't at least be be able to get, like, some decent dates. And he's, he's told us about dates that he went on way after the fact, like, not in real time. Um... And I'm interested to see, like, you didn't drink the centerpiece at the date, did you? Like, <laughs> like you didn't eat the eye off the lobster at the date, did you? Well, like, well, if he keeps trying, he's going to find a girl that's going to be like, this well, guy's awesome. Well, dude, when I was single and I'm on those dating apps, I swiped right on everyone. No, I didn't. No, uh, dude, fuck it. There's an algorithm. No, no, no <laughs> there wasn't at the time. This was pre-algorithm oh, okay. days. There was this was pre-algorithm on. days. You swiped right on everyone. And you'd get matched with some dogs. And I would just reply. I was like, whoops. Like, that's <laughs> what I would say. And I was like, thought you were someone else. Like, stuff like that. But, dude, when you're in a position like that, mind you, this is only if you want a relationship. I would take a thousand swings a day. And I don't care where I'm aiming, where the pitch is. I'm swinging. And then I'm actually going to do some swinging. Yeah. Like, I I want want some slam pigs. I want some girls with potential. And, dude, there was a a girl on the dating app that we just didn't really connect like that. But we got along. Like, she was a wrestling fan. I'm still Facebook friends with her. She's cool. Like, there's a million. Dude, you can find a friend like that. Maybe she knows someone that's good for you. There's all these different avenues if you take them. There was a girl that I met on, like, one of these. uh, I think I met her out or whatever. But, like, I didn't talk to this girl for 10 years. And then, like, all of a sudden it was, like, Snapchat. Like, people you may know. And I was like, is this? And I was trying to, like, look for, like, her, a picture yeah, of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I added her on Snapchat, or she added me on Snapchat after, like, I haven't talked to this girl in probably 12 years. Sure. Like, that's how long it's been. And she has, like, a fucking pig, like a pot belly pig. Okay. And she, like, puts it on Snapchat, and I'm like, yo, what's that pig's name? And she, she then, like, she's, like, she's married, and I was telling her about my fiance. Okay. And, like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It, we connected, and, it, like, we're, we're friends, but, like, that's, like, old people shit. That's yeah, like we do a lot do, of old people shit. That's now. what you do, like when, like that's the most excitement that like we're gonna get 
that's like even close to like the dating scene that we were once part of. That probably gave you a rod just talking to another girl like that. No, not, not no. a pig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, the pig gave. Josh, me a rod. what would you do if you were single right now? Um, so probably I would uh, shoot himself. No, I'm a. Uh, okay, with my. I hate talking about this. With my my income bracket and the car that I drive, uh, I would be a magnet for MILFs and divorcees. Uh, Or someone looking for a sugar daddy. Or someone looking for a sugar daddy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Or a young girl with baby, baby daddy drama. Yes. Okay, uh, so I probably, that. probably that's a very specific demographic. Yeah, I'd probably be looking for a lot of that. Like, look, like where the milfs and divorcees hang out. Like, okay, what bars fair. do they go to? That's I'd fair. ask him about that because I've actually <laughs> had conversations before Sam. Yeah, <laughs> about uh, um, I Blue Ale House. <laughs> oh God, I fucking I fucking hate Blue Ale House. I love Blue I, House. No, I hate the food. I had like three girlfriends come out of Blue Ale House. I'm not saying anything about the party scene there. I'm talking about the food being garbage for the price. Uh, yeah, see, yeah, we we've learned that you you drink with certain people and you eat with others. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see if I had anything else. Um, you gotta watch. I wanted to give you Pig, but it's not like available for streaming yet. Okay. It's so good. I I, I fully yeah, dude, it's so good. On watching it as soon as I can. It, it was so good. Like I was, it was not remotely what I was expecting. And oh, then it's probably not what I'm expecting either. But if, if you're telling was, me it's good, I'm sure I, it's good. I, I, I was I was blown away. Like I I thought it was going to be like this one thing specifically, and it was way more than that. And I was I was it's my favorite movie of the year right now. Like and he shit okay he, he was amazing in it. Not like amazing over the top Nick Cage. Like amazing holy shit he's a great actor when he has the right script yeah he was unbelievable in it it was funny there's a whole scene that's like fight club in it that was really fucking bizarre it's a bizarre movie but it's fucking great all right um let me rick see rick moranis I- is awesome in the flintstones i love rick moranis yeah Wait. rick moranis was barney rubble i know what the flintstones yeah i know but why because I, I watched it again. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I've watched it like every week. Like every time we come back, like, I I actually I think the first Flintstones is awesome. Like it's yeah. a legitimately yeah, awesome movie. Goodman's it's great. Rosie O'Donnell's too. great in it. Is, um, it. is that is that the one? Halle Berry. Yeah, uh, Kyle MacLachlan is yeah. the uh, the bad guy. Yep. And yes. then and then um the guy that ultimately Mr. Stone was he's on SVU. He's uh, the head of Mr. the Slate. Mr. Slate, Mr. Slate, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's on Law and Order SVU. Yeah. He's, uh, um, how do you guys feel about Free Britney? I'm for it, man. Oh, yeah. I'm for it. I mean, fucking listen. Listen. You're rich. You're powerful. Your parents, like, took control of you. It's all fucking gravy. She's not rich and powerful, though. Like, she is, but she isn't. Yeah, no. Like, she has no okay. control over... She signed her life away. No, the, like, no, she didn't. The judge said when she had that breakdown back in 2008, they put it was 2008, right? Yeah. They put a conservatorship on her, which means that you can't be trusted with anything right now, so we're giving all the power to your father. And she never had another hearing about it. She wasn't even allowed to have an attorney present. It's never gone back to court. So everything in her life, and even, like, the stuff she's posting now... Mm-hmm. It's all posted by her father. Yeah. And, like, so there was one... I, I, we talked about it a while ago, but someone did notice that on one of her videos how she still has that same voice she had when she first, like, came up. It's like, you know, high pitch and... Michael very, Jackson. Yeah, kind of like that. And then, But they were listening in the background, and all the background noise sounded really fast. They're speeding up her videos to make her voice sound like that still. Her father makes $57,000 a month off her. She doesn't have access to any of her own funds. They put an IU, IE, or IUD in her so she can't have children if she wants to. 
They they tell her when she has to perform. When she's sick, she still has to play. Like, I didn't know about... All this really came to light recently. Yeah. Because um, there was a documentary about it. But now, it sounds like there's some movement that she's going to... Listen, if she wants to go crazy and kill herself with drugs, whatever, and not say that's what she's going to do... It's her fucking right. Like well, her, the, her dad is literally raping and pillaging her entire life. The yeah. world is a dark, dark place, and like you know, people, especially child actors and stuff, they're the most taken advantage of out of like everybody. Like athletes get yeah, yeah. happens to athletes all the time. Look at Mike Tyson and uh, da, um, Don King. Look at the guys who you don't know about. Like uh, yeah. Jack Johnson's a guy who played in the NHL. He's bankrupt because his dad like was his. Agent, I remember this. Yeah, and yeah. He fucking, he's like. So this one hundreds th- of thousands of dollars in debt, and he's still making money every year because he signs a huge contract. Yeah, sure. He doesn't see a fucking dime of it because he, he owes a hundred thousand a year. This guy's been playing in the NHL for like sixteen years. Well, th- but this one is just different because so like in the conservatorship, the lawyer that was defending Brittany, she legally wasn't allowed to fire him and hire her own attorney because of the conservatorship, and the judge just overturned that that she could pick her own lawyer finally. Yeah, well, Kesha had the same shit. Well, Kesha's was a little bit... Di- I think that was a little different just because it was about the rights to her recording. Yeah. Um, it, it was very similar with Taylor Swift that just happened. Scooter well, like, Braun was like, the same uh, guy, Flo I think. Rida's song, You Spin Me. Yeah, yeah. She was the vocals on Yeah, that, I remember. she got fucked out of that. Yeah, she didn't make any... I mean, and the guy that was doing it to Kesha was also like... was a Harvey Weinstein kind of situation yeah, where it was like... Yeah, like, ra- Yeah, yeah. It was... Like well, it, I don't know if... It, I guess it is rape technically. It's either it's a di- power dynamic in sex. It's the but, Trevor Bauer thing. Like so you're using your power. I feel like you would probably... I didn't watch it, but there is a documentary that they did on Hulu, I believe, about the Britney Spears thing. Explain. I'm very skeptical about those documentaries because the last one that I watched about a celebrity was like uh, Neverland, yeah. Escaping Neverland. So, and they're talking about little boys' buttholes and shit, and I'm like, this is just off-putting. Okay, it's not. It's not like that. It has no little boys' buttholes. Does it have Britney Spears' buttholes? Uh, <laughs> no, I hope so. I mean, if her dad wanted to do a uh, service to the world, release the nudes, <laughs> release yeah. the sex tapes. Oh I bet you Federline has. Some. Uh, uh, Kevin Federline was uh, Jim Norton. You said this great bit about K Fed, how he was the smartest guy in the world because he was like, he went in there when she was sleeping with a turkey baster, his cum, and he blasted it in there, and he said, "Give me the money." Yeah. <laughs> um, but. I didn't watch a doc, but I heard a lot about it. And Ronan Farrow, who was the one that exposed uh, Matt Lauer and the Harvey Weinstein stuff, has been writing articles explaining in depth like how it got to this point, and specifically because of I think it's in Nevada where she is because she does a residency in Vegas. Yeah. The conservatorship laws are so outdated that this woman, Brittany, literally has no access. All these millions of dollars that she's making, every, she's legally not allowed to record new music. Like I feel like you'd probably it's called I think it's called Free Britney, but I, I I don't know the full details of it. Like landlord knows them in and out, and I read a little bit on it, and this is like my very basis of it. But I was like at first I was like I don't care. Then I read about it. I'm like what the fuck? Yeah. How does this happen? Like this is that that woman is responsible for our young boners as anyone ever. Yeah. When that Hit Me Baby video came out, yes. oh my god, I was taking my little fucking dick and little cumsies were coming out. Yeah. Oh. My first, um, my first one was Nadia from American Pie. Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh my God, she was so fucking. But like, hot. you know, like you, you see a lot of these like women who were kidnapped for years, and like the guys like take them out in public. Like, send, give someone a note. Be like, yo, listen, I need fucking help. Well, and I, like you would think that like, all right, she's very secluded because of the uh-huh. contract and shit yeah. like that. But she's got backup dance. She's got people that. No, like, she she can't she can't do any of that. She can't. But like you can't, like. Well, it's the floor. You just you got to put yourself in that situation which none of us will ever be but like I would like to think that I would somehow find a way 
Well, that's where it's finally starting because yeah. it, it's finally got... So legally, she could not talk about it at all because of the conservatorship. And they probably dated the shit out of yeah. her. Yeah, oh, too. she no, they, she was forced to take medication. Like, legally, yeah. they're saying, we could take away this, you won't see your kids, all this kind of stuff. They used her kids against her and what she can do. So now that it's kind of come to light, this documentary was the one that brought it up. No one really, like, knew about the full details of it till the documentary. Right. Um, it was, like, one of these things that was, like, a little known, but not the, de- the depth of it. Um, but if she had said anything like that publicly, she's fucked. Everything's fucked. And as far as like if you were like your kidnapper was taking you out and you hand that note, they beat them down so bad that they think that no matter what happens, that person's going to find them and kill them. Or you get the Florence Nightingale syndrome where they've been beaten and abused so badly that they're in love with their kidnapper and that they think that they have to be loyal to them. So it's a hard, I get what you're trying to say, but the analogy of it's a little difficult because yeah. none of us have ever been kidnapped, abused, and been told, like, if you ever say anything, I'll kill you. You know, it's... Yeah. It, it's a sh- like when you see this kind of stuff, it makes you wonder how many other people this has happened to, uh, you know, in that world, uh, the media world. And it do- probably does. I mean, it used to be at the Hollywood studios that it, back in the day, like in the golden era of Hollywood, Marilyn Monroe, pre before that, your contracts were written in like you could only do movies at one studio. You had to be married by this time. You couldn't get pregnant around this time. You had to get pregnant before then, though. You had to smoke this many cigarettes a day. You had to take this. Like when, um, What's her name? Um, Dorothy, uh, not Dorothy Hamill. Um, the one that played Dorothy in Wizard of Oz, whose name I'm forgetting now. Um, um, you know who I'm talking. Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Yeah. Um, they, in her contract, she was forced to smoke like 50 cigarettes a day to help her maintain her weight, to keep her skinny. Then they would try and keep her up even longer, giving her coffee and amphetamines. And if she broke any of that, then she lost everything. And that was like the early basis of like what a conservatorship could look it's like. Only they controlled you everything. Lost everything, you're free to do anything. That was maybe the most insightful thing ever said on this show, and I think we should end it on that. Yeah, is that probably. fair? All right, guys, this is episode 151 of You Watch, I Listen. This was actually uh, uh, somehow mature and immature at the same time. Yeah. Um, we talked about farts and boners and relationship advice and single friends and freeing Britney. And it was fun. All right, guys. Uh, episode 151. You watch, I listen. We will see you. I'm, I'm away next week. I'm on my honeymoon next week. So we'll see you in two weeks. Um, later, guys. Later. Bye.